What's up, everyone? Welcome to the PlayStation Collectors Podcast. This is season three, episode number 13. And tonight we welcome back to the show AJ. What's up, AJ? Yeah, not too much, man. Not too much. What's up with you guys? Oh, not much, man. It's always good to see you. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming back. Thanks, man. Good to be back. Thanks. So we got a little bit of a special episode tonight, guys. We're going to be digging into a bit of a deeper topic. We don't usually cover deep things, but we're going to be talking about video game addictions, uh, talking about our experiences with video game addictions and just general things that people can deal with, with associates with collecting or playing video games and it being addiction. So, um, yeah, quite an interesting topic and it should be a fun show. And um, thanks for bringing up the idea, AJ. It should be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So you guys, uh, I tried to get Dr. Phil to come on, but I couldn't get him last minute. But maybe <laughs> she didn't want to come on. She had a show. So. But he did say that if anybody uh, acts out of line, I can send him to the ranch. So you better be. <laughs> I wish. I wish I had that ability. Wouldn't that be great? Like you have a conflict with an employee, somebody at work, and you're going to send him to the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I wish we could solve life's problems like that. Um, at work, I, I we use Teams all the time. You can like put funny backgrounds, and like I have one where it's just Doctor Phil. I put that on all the time and join meetings. It just really confuses people. Yeah. <laughs> I have one like with the view, all the people from the view. <laughs> just, just got, I don't know. My favorite one I know is I have uh, the entire cast of Baywatch. Uh, and, and then like my the way it works is like I fit like perfectly in the middle, and so that's pretty sweet. <laughs> that's what I do. That's what I do at work. I'm, I'm important. You do like the Brady Brunch, and you're in the middle of that. That's a good idea. I should get that one. Brady Brunch would be a solid one, if I, especially if I could figure out how to like get myself in the square. But don't have the Brady Brunch. Have all your coworkers around the house. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be really funny. Uh, there was one guy like that um, <laughs> we hired, and like you could clearly tell he had some serious photo editing or like some editing chops because he would join meetings and he'd be like, "I'm like on the head of a chihuahua." It would just be like his head on him. I'm like, "What is this?" And he'd have like he had one. He was like on a fish, and the fish would be floating around in the tank, and it was like, "But I'm like, dear, this is nuts!" Like 
He made my little my little uh, Dr. Phil look like child's play. <laughs> <laughs> if he's really good, he's probably not at half of the meetings, and he's just like got some bots doing it all for him. And <laughs> when it's his turn to talk, he gets a notification and he jumps back on the computer. <laughs> he probably, yeah, he's probably he, you know, he probably makes more money not working than working. He's probably here for the health insurance, would be my guess. In America, you have to get a, a, for, like a job just to have health insurance. It's insane. Because if you try to like buy your own health insurance, it's absurdly expensive. Like it's just unreasonably expensive. So if you work for a company, they take like, you know, maybe a hundred, couple hundred bucks a month out of your check or whatever. But if you're like self-employed and you try to buy health insurance, it's like 500 bucks a month, 600 bucks a month, $700. It's like insane. Just, just to exist. It's like, well, if you'd like, you know, to be able to get your tonsils checked out every once in a while and have a physical, I'll be about 700 a month. It's like, what the fuck? I don't know. It's a wild, wild concept. <laughs> man. I remember when I started working for myself, Joe, you mentioned to me one day, you're like, what are you doing about health insurance? Like so seriously. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you have to like, yeah. Like, what do you mean? We're cold. <laughs> we're cold here. You can't get no health insurance. You have to work a dad. No, I'm just kidding. We have tons of social network, Medicare, Medicaid, blah, 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 blah stuff. But, you know, it is what it is. I don't want to talk about that. It's not, I'm not derailing the show. I'm like right off the bat. Talk about healthcare. Let's talk about. <laughs> <laughs> talk about video games. That's my goal for the next 10 shows. We're just going to talk about video games. <laughs> oh, sounds good. We haven't done that for 10 episodes at least. <laughs> it's been the 90s, 90s nostalgic show. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to, keep- trying to focus. Well, guys, let's move on to our topic then, shall we? And um, would you like to start, AJ? Um, if you, yes, sir, you have to be okay with you. I wouldn't mind a bit. Um, so in regards to video game addiction, um, how should we go about starting this? Just we all tell our stories and just see where we go from there. Yeah, I think we all tell personal um, stories where either video game playing or collecting or a little bit of both. We'll just go around the circle and then we can start talking about, you know, how it can affect different forms in video game collectors or gamers that we haven't experienced. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my biggest thing is uh, I've made jokes about it on the podcast cast and brought it up but um i am visually impaired i'm legally blind my vision's not very great and one big one big area for me with video game addiction growing up um it was actually twofold first was being able to be a part of something um without going too much detail i was not i didn't have very many friends in school wasn't chosen for a lot of things athletically and i couldn't really leave the house and go very far so i didn't really have much of a social life or much of a structure that gave me that sense of real purpose growing up so when I started to get into video gaming, it gave me that creative outlet to feel like I'm, you know, to, to feel like I achieve something, to feel like I, I can do something big with my life. Um, whether it be something as, you know, little as just being able to finish a level in a video game, or, you know, being able to get to the higher, get to higher, you know, keep continuing to climb a leaderboard in the game. It gave me that sense of achieve the things I wanted to as a kid and it got to the point where I'd play video games for eight nine hours a night sometimes I do single games of you know Call of Duty Zombies you know uh, as an example and I continue 
into the twenties, thirties, and you know, easily. And I would take up a lot of my day, I do four or five matches like that because I had a consistent team of people who supported me, people who I supported back. And not having that, not having that escape, going into the video game world and being able to do all those things, it it became my life. And um, so there was a point where my mom and dad, my family hardly ever saw me because I was always playing games, trying to feel like I was something more, trying to feel that sense that those things that other people often had. And when I got into game collecting, my addiction moved from that into the dopamine rush of finding the next game, of adding another piece to the collection. And it helped me feel almost complete in a way. If I was able to cross off this, uh, this game or that game from my list, it gave me again, another gave me a thing I could do with my disability, you know, and as silly as it sounds at that time, I was a lot younger and I didn't fully understand that was a healthy outlet to express myself to that degree in that way. Um, so hopefully I was able to sum it up pretty well. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much where I suffered from it. Uh, that's point where I suffered from my addiction. I'll go into mine. It's a little bit, um, completely different to AJ's, but similar, um, again so uh, as a kid I, I definitely thank my parents for not allowing me to play video games as much uh, me and my brother weren't allowed to play video games monday to fridays when school was on we were only allowed to play on the weekends and then there was like time limits on how much we were allowed to play and like i played every second i could but because there were those time limits i wasn't playing more than five or six hours a week so it wasn't uh you know 12 hour bin sessions it wasn't until i got to like 17, 18, and it wasn't console gaming or anything. I started playing mobile gaming, and it was games that involved spending money. And I didn't have much money at the time, but, you know, I had the occasional $20, $50, $100, and I was putting that in a week and climbing up leaderboards on mobile games, and it's a dopamine thing. So the more you put in, uh, the more positive feedback you get, and you start to feel really good about yourself. And, you know, people in the community will be like, oh, you doing really well and that'll make you feel good and you keep striving to keep pushing up leaderboards and different things like that and fast forward three four years i'm suddenly spending fifty hundred dollars a week on this game and it yeah really took a took years until i realized you know i don't want to be doing this anymore and i was able to you know sell my account and make a bit of money back but there's nothing compared to what i put in or the time you put in and yeah, that was my first instinct with video game addiction, I would say. Uh, the next one probably would have been playing an online game, which would have been PUBG. Uh, it was definitely a much more enjoyable addiction, um, but nevertheless, it was still an addiction. I played PUBG, I would say, almost full-time, and I played it for three or four years every single day for, um, you know, some days 16 hours if I was working, eight hours. Um, and there was definitely some positives I'm not saying like the addiction was bad, but it was definitely like some amazing things where I was playing with, you know, mainly the same people every day. And when you're doing that, it's, it feels awesome. It's a social thing and yeah, um, it can be more fun than, you know, going out and drinking with your friends or just playing by yourself, you know, having the same people you play with all the time can feel amazing. It can be great. Uh, not just that. I was also streaming on Twitch and, I was doing that every day and um, I, I've spoke about Twitch burnout in the past, but I was working full time, going home, streaming, making content and, you know, I didn't really have a break and I was living on caffeine to keep me awake and 
different things like that. So like burnout's definitely real. And um, oh, I would say it's all an addiction as well. Like I might've um, been having fun, but I was definitely addicted to it because it was, um, you know, when you don't have anything outside of your life, but like your video game and your full-time job, then, you know, you obviously have to say it's an addiction. And I did really well in the game. I was, you know, not top of the leaderboards, but I think I peaked at like number three in the world at one point and won tournaments and, you know, did pretty well on Twitch. So I definitely had a great time playing, but I was, I was definitely addicted to the game. Um, and then my third point in video game addiction I'd like to talk about is collecting. You guys know i got a big collection. I've been collecting for 10 years. Um, but in this time, I definitely went through periods where I had got FOMO. Um, I'd see different collectors on Facebook buying games that I didn't own, and I'd have to buy those games. Um, I was spending money where, you know, I had bills to pay or video games to buy, and I was buying the video games and putting the bills second and different things like that. And I, I was young and... You know, I built a massive collection. I got no regrets, but um, I, I if I went back, I definitely would have done things differently and taken my time more. And you know, if I seen something that someone else had, you don't just need that because someone else has got it. Uh, if you find with video game collecting, things always show up. There'll be this game that you really want, and you've been after it for a month, and you finally find that copy on eBay, and it's you know two three hundred dollars. You buy the bullet. Guess what? One's going to show up down the line for $150, $100. It's just how it works. And the longer you collect, the more you do see those things show up. Uh, yeah, so that's my personal experiences with video game addiction, whether it's playing or collecting. So I'd like to your experiences, Joe. So, I mean, video gaming, I mean, this is a deep topic. I talk about this from a couple of different angles. Like, in general... I feel like gaming is addictive because it offers like a sense of accomplishment and purpose and a rewarding experience that is like an on-demand thing, which is really nice because that's not how real life works. in a lot of the times it's not like you can just be like, I want to succeed and I'm just going to go do it. And all I have to do is follow these rules and do this and I will be rewarded. We wish it would like that. That's the way we want it to be but that's not how reality is. It's, it's not what it is, but a game is like that. It offers you like a pleasurable experience that uh, is designed to make you feel good and designed to make you feel like you're progressing and becoming more powerful and you're becoming stronger and you're, you're doing all that stuff. So um, I, in a way think that's the source of a lot of gaming addiction in general is because a lot, especially if your real life maybe isn't as awesome as you want it to be. Uh, your your digital life can be a lot better than that. It's like if you're in a game like, um, let's say you play The Sims or you play Grand Theft Auto or something like that, you could be a broke-ass person in real life, but you could be a millionaire in those games. And you could feel like a millionaire and feel like what it's like to be like powerful and have that and you know, be able to manipulate things in the game because you have all this currency in the game and you don't have that in real life. So that can be very addicting in itself. And so for me, I never really had any problems growing up or anything with, with that stuff. Um, but it was like when I got a little older, and I've talked about this a bunch of times, it was it was World of Warcraft for me. That was the game that actually like I act, I was really like addicted to. I got a problem with that game. And I've thought about it for years on like why that happened. 
Like, cause I'm kind of mad it happened because I've explained this in the past too. Like the concept of gaming being addicting, like I that never crossed my mind. I didn't think you could become addicted to something like that. Like I only thought of like drugs or drinking or something like, you know, physically addicting, psychologically addicting. That never really was a concept that I'd ever really thought about. So I feel like a lot of the, in a lot of ways, I feel I'm, I feel like I was tricked. <laughs> I was like given heroin and no one told me that's what I was taking. Like, that's kind of how I feel about that game. I did not know what I was getting into and I got into it hardcore. Um, but the reason I think that I got so addicted for, is for a lot of reasons. So a, it is that whole artificial, like you're, you're, you're getting like every day you're getting stronger, you're leveling up, you're getting more gold, you're getting better gear. You're, you know, you're progressing. You can feel that sense of purpose and that sense of accomplishment all the time. Whereas in your real life, you might be just be stuck in like I, at the time I had some shit job that I paid like crap that it would no, no future. It was just a crappy job. I like graduated college in 2008 when the entire economy exploded and like I couldn't find a job like it was like I was depressed. You know what I mean? So the game was offering me this like better experience than my real life was because in the game i was the man dude i was like one of the best on the server and the best guild in the server getting you know first server first kills special titles rare mounts the best gear you know what i mean like you know that sense of like oh man i'm the shit that i could get that in the game in real life i'm like my life's kind of shit you know what i mean it wasn't it wasn't good so that's that's one of the reasons i got really addicted Another point is that what you said, AJ, is that social aspect of it, where after a while you play with these people enough and you feel obligated and to them to be there and play. Because now it's not just about you playing a game. It's about you and your team accomplishing this thing. And you have to raid on this day. and You got to be there on this time. And they're counting on you. And especially if you're like, I was an officer in my guild so i wasn't just like you know i had to be there i had to coordinate things i had to run the chat that i was in charge of and make sure this and blah blah blah, blah and, and help with strategies and help with positioning and you know do all the stuff officers do so if i don't show up i mean i was a guild leader for a while for god's sakes i ran the damn guild so for that was the worst so like you know if i don't show up we don't raid 40 people or 25 people don't get to play if i don't show up so that was like a whole other weird pressure that got added to me and made me addicted to that game and made me keep playing because i felt like i had to to be like for my for my homies for my boys but can i I throw something to that yeah Um, i had very similar experiences in other games like getting to the point where you become the leader but prior to that and i'm sure you would have been the same you would have been playing and you would have been wanting nothing more than being the guy who was running the raids and had all that responsibility. And you probably grinded your way to get to that point, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was just one of those. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. And if, so it depends. It was different for different guilds, but like the one I ended up becoming the guild leader, it was just like, you know, you want to, you contribute more and the guild leaders see that. And then you, they give you more responsibility and give you more responsibility and give you more responsibility. And then what happens is the guild leader is like, I quit. I don't do this anymore. And you're like, oh, shit. And that's the, you're like next in line. That's kind of what happened with me. It's not, yeah. not necessarily like I, you know, grinded to get to the throne. I just kept getting more responsibility and then eventually got left holding the bag, so to speak. Like, you know, nobody else wanted to do it. And I could do it. 
So I was like, all right. And it was fun. And like I said, I loved it. Like, like, I don't want to say it's all like doom and gloom. Like you said, there's some positive things to that. I've made friendships from playing that game that I'm still friends with those people to this day, even though I don't play WoW anymore. We still talk and we still chat and stuff. Like we're, we're homies. We play other games still. Like, yeah, it's cool. Sorry. If I may bring up a positive as well in regards to making friends, um, I was raised in a very small town where I didn't meet a lot of, you know, I mean, even seeing someone who wasn't, you know, from my area was very difficult. So growing up playing, you know, uh, multiplayer games, co-op games, especially co-op games. That's what I played a lot growing up. It was really interesting meeting people from across the world. I mean, I, 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 I had friends from Korea. I had friends, I had friends from South Korea, Australia, Brazil, you know, and I think one of the best aspects of that, especially when you're younger or a young adult, is seeing all these different cultures in their own way, whether it be how people talk, uh, the way they experience things, where they play, whatever it could be. I think experiencing different cultures and meeting all these people from across the world is one of the best elements of online gaming. Being able to be, you know, to, to almost not quite visit, but to experience just a little bit of somewhere else, you know. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're playing a game that you do have like a clan in and yeah. the game is a, a 24 seven game. So you can't just have an all American clan because you get destroyed at night or an all European clan because you get destroyed during the day. You know, you have to have your Australians and people from Asia and people from Europe and people from America. And it, it works better when you diversify like that. And those teams are the ones that do better. And, yeah, it is so cool, you know, meeting people from different cultures and different languages and different things like that. Yeah, so that's why I'm not even like so like I'm not even really I'm I'm you know, wow is what it is and if you're into wow, like the stuff that I'm complaining about, like you want that. You want that. Like you said like it's not bad if you want a game that is like you want your one game. And that's all you want to do is you want to be able to play this one game and you want to put all your time into this one game and you want always to have something to do in this one game and you always want to play this. Like if that's what you want, then all of the things I'm talking about about WoW are good because they keep you in your seat and they keep you engaged and you have stuff to do and it's it's good. But, you know, I'm so I'm so beyond that point in my life now where I'm the opposite. I'm like, dude. Tell me a game is 20 hours or less, please. Like, that's the sweet spot for me. I like a 20-hour game. I like a game that takes me, like, four or five sittings, maybe, to beat. And and then I'm out. Like, that's perfect for me. Like, And I want to move on to something else just because I just, I have, I've sort of created a problem. <laughs> I have too many games. And I've reached a point psychologically where I cannot justify, you know, just fight. Um. So when it comes to physically addicting, I'm, I'm like really actually really in control of that, believe it or not. You may not think so. You may look like this and be like, this looks outrageous. But I'm like really like mindful of the FOMO and I do not just buy stuff just because it looks like I I always like think about it twice, think about it three times, four times before I buy something. You know what yeah. I mean? Because um, I'm, I don't have a lot of space. I don't have a lot of time and there's no reason for me to you know logically i've been able to like you know work it through in my head like i don't reasonably need to do that i do need a new porch i need stuff in my house like there are things yeah. i need and like i'm able to like put that priority in my my life now where games are cool and i want them and i get them trust me i definitely buy stuff i shouldn't but 
I'm not perfect, but I'm not addicted. Yeah. Like to it at all. And I'm also good at selling things too. I'm good at letting go where I feel like if you can't do that, that's a problem. Yeah. If you're only buying, 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 and you literally like have a problem, like you cannot sell anything. That's like quarter series. You're having, you're like psychologically have a problem with letting stuff go. You're like the old lady that was a newspaper from 1972. It's like, come on. Yeah. Where you've got but, like four of the same game and you, you'll have yeah. your collection and then you get your doubles and you can't even sell the doubles. That's where it's like, all right, you've yeah. got a problem at that point because you bought those games to sell and you can't sell them. And I know many collectors yeah. like that. And it's, and you know, you got to overcome that yourself. You can't just have someone I, harassing you going, you got to sell these because you bought them to sell. Yeah. No, you have to do it yourself and if, motivate if, I make, if I make a point on that, that's a really good point that you guys bring up. Whenever I was addicted to game collecting, um, I would go to GameStop or you know any used game store, and if it was any game, didn't matter what it was, if as long as it wasn't crap sports games or like Move or like you know games or or like shovelware Wii games, if it was five bucks or less, I'm buying it. If I didn't have it in the collection. I was buy. I was buying it. I was living in a one bedroom house with like nine hundred games at one point, and I just couldn't let go of hardly anything. And it wasn't until maybe around the time I actually hopped on the podcast for the first time back when uh, it wasn't Joe. It's uh, when I started to really sit back and reevaluate. And I don't know if you remember, Figsy, how huge my shelf was at that point. But, like, it's gone down a lot since then. Like, this is – that's most of my games back there now. And there's a bit, there's a bit of a gap there because it's my pickups. But, you know – I was looking at what I had, like the, the stuff I was showing on the podcast the first time, that was maybe half of what I had. And I was like, I don't need all this stuff. But it took me years of sitting back and just seeing and being overwhelmed to all of the clutter, all the mess, and having a family saying, hey, what are you doing? You know, um, my partner, I don't know how, but she, she, was, she's being, she was being great supporting me through the whole thing. And she just come up and said, "Hey, this is starting to get a, you know, this is starting to become a problem." And um, so it's one of those things like it, it can be hard to sell when you start to make physical or mental connections to them. You know, um, it's it's very difficult to get out of that mindset. I got to keep. I want to play everything. You're not realizing you don't have the time to play 900 games. You just don't. And everything. My collection got to a point where it was a really awesome collection and then it hit a point where it was obsessive for one person to own two game rooms full of video games and yeah. a living room full of like collector's editions and chaos and like as cool as it was you know i'm not a multi-millionaire of a massive house or anything to store all this stuff my house was just full of video games and that's all it was and that like you step back and you're like is this really what i want like you know, I yeah. own, I owned, I don't own anymore because I sold a lot of this stuff, but I own some peripherals that I was never going to use. I just owned because they were big boxes. I owned three massive boxed DJ hero things. Why? Because they were cheap. Mm -hmm. That's the reason yeah. I owned them because they were cheap. Not because I wanted them, not because they were yeah. cool or meant anything to me. I owned them because they were cheap and they were there. Yeah. Like I was just literally going out to game shops and I was just buying whatever I didn't own because there wasn't much I didn't own. And mm -hmm. it's definitely a very toxic thing. Like I wasn't buying what I wanted anymore. And I used to love going out and finding games that I 
you know, was looking up online. I really want this game. But yeah, I got to a point, you know, collecting in the same city for almost a decade. I owned everything in the town unless I wanted to buy yeah. a brand new game. And um, I'm so much happier today with my collection. It's looking through the walls and everything's like a game that I want to own or um, yeah. I want to play. It's not just, oh, I bought this because it was cheap. It's I bought this because I wanted it or I bought this because... You know, I want to play it, or I've I played this game, and it's one yeah. of my favorite games. So, um, yeah, like collecting a full set, I have no regrets. But uh, I, I would definitely wouldn't recommend anyone collecting yeah. a full set, especially modern systems. Like, if you want to collect a full set, collect like GameCube or you know something that's got three, four hundred games in it. That is less than five hundred games. Yeah, they yeah. can fit in one yeah. shelf. If you're collecting a system like the PS3 yeah. or the PS2 or the PS. You need a whole game room for one system, and you're buying yeah. like 500 shovelware titles you don't want. It's you have to be prepared for that. And some of these games are expensive, like you know, you're spending $70 oh, yeah. on soccer games or NBA games, like yeah, just dance games. Like, you know, what lifetime do I want to spend a hundred dollars yeah. to get a bunch of just dance games? It's never gonna play them in my life and nothing yeah. against people that like just dance and it's an amazing series it's not for me i like other games so yeah i am um, yeah. i'm very happy now that i've slimmed down my collection i've sold over two thousand games in my collection um i'm under the three thousand mark and i'm probably going to keep going until i'm around that two thousand mark so yeah which is i feel like that's a you know it's so funny perspective how what changes are what people think are a lot of games and what aren't a lot of games but like yeah. I have like maybe like 1500 PS4 games and I'm like, that's like a sweet spot for me because like, they're all good games. Like I've purged my collection a few times now. So like, I'm very, like you said, I'm very happy with my, with what I have. The only, the only collection that I have where some of the games are obviously not that great is I did the complete PSVR collection and you know, there's I saw quite, that the other stuff. Though. I'm like, why did I buy this? What's there's this some stinkers crap? in there for sure that I, I have no intention of playing, but that's yeah. a cool little, but still, that's a, a reasonable set. Like the whole games. set's like 180 games or something. Yeah. It's not like a freaking yeah. 5,000 game. Man, it's 380 yeah. of them. So, and if you ever did want to sell your collection one day, yeah, those will probably be the first ones to go because you're already thinking mm -hmm. about like, oh, what do I own all that yeah. shovelware in the VR set? Where most of it's pretty cool, yeah. but then you know you, you do have all that other stuff. It's not shovelware. It's just yeah. I don't when know. you get to a point where you have to, you, your shelves are full, and you have to decide: do I put the new yeah. game on the shelf and take stuff out? That's where you have to be like, all right, is it time to start selling things? You know, double stacking shelves exactly. and stuff like that. Because if you're not displaying games, and you know, you might have too many. Yeah, so that's and uh, I think you're getting back. You were talking about that dopamine problem with buying games, and that's a real thing too. There's like something, you know. I still get that every time I get a notification about something. You know, you got your deliver something was back. You got a you got something. You're like, oh yeah, what showed up? Like. That little like moment, I'm like, oh, I don't even know what it is. What is it? Which game showed up? Is it something I bought recently? Is it something I bought six years ago that finally showed up? What do I got? Like that is like a little like a fun little dopamine thing. But um, 
Speaker yeah. brought up a good comment too that I want to touch on. So Speaker said, "How many games do you have where the game was not on disc?" And that's such an interesting thing. Now that I'm mm-hmm. really thinking about selling my collection, games that aren't on the disc, I'm selling. You know, especially when they still sell for what I paid for or even more. I've mm-hmm. got PS3 games that are complete editions, but then you open them and the download code for the DLC is expired. It's like I bought this brand new. It's expired. Why? Why? What's the point of owning it? Like, you know, is it really worth more? I, I mean, it sells for more, but at the end of the day, is it yeah. really worth more? Because suddenly, oh, exactly the same as the black label that doesn't have the DLC. I've all, I always do that research when yeah. anytime there's a, reg, a, a regular or a complete. I always look up: is the content on the disc? If it's not, I never ever go for it. It's like that Castlevania on PS3 yeah. with the Lords of the Shadow. Um, I bought the cool uh, limited edition, the big collector's edition one that doesn't come with the um, extra game because the extra game is just a download code. So yeah. why would yeah. I pay the extra money to get a download code? Like when, you know, I don't even care because I own and I own that game yeah. on the 3DS. So why the hell? And it's probably expired at this point, you know. Dude. Yeah, it just doesn't I, make sense another to better, buy, another bad example of that. Most of it. Yeah, I hate that. And that, but so that, so I, I, so believe it or not, my game collection, like I have very few AAA games. Like I, I don't go for any, 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 any games that like, you know, we have like 50,000 patches. I try to avoid them if possible. Yeah. Uh, I usually, most of my games are like indie games and stuff like that. So, but, uh, you know, we'll see how many of them actually play in the future and work. I mean, that's definitely going to be an issue. It is. Uh, it, it, it's funny you guys bring up the whole thing with DLC codes. Great, a great example of that is the Resident Evil 6 anthology. This is like loads of games on it, but they're all a DLC code. It's like almost all the games in the franchise up to that point. Only six is on the disc. I can argue against that one, AJ, because those expiry codes have no expiry date. I think it's like a thousand years or something. So if you buy a brand new copy, you'll always be able to download them. Unless the whole PS3 still goes down, yeah, which it will though, which it will. Still will go down before the codes expire. But I I purposely bought that brand new sealed from Amazon so I could know that you know my codes haven't been used and I've got a brand new copy on the shelf. Uh, I I saw something the other day and the guy messaged me and he's like, "Um, "Have you used the DLC codes?" And I bought the game brand new, so I'm like, "I haven't." Um, but I've checked and they expired three years ago and he still bought the game. So like, yeah, you know, a collector that's on his list and suddenly realized that even buying a sealed copy, it's going to be expired. So, you know, still wanted the video game because that's on the list. And I, I understood that, you know, I did that for years, but at the end of the day, is it still the same game or, you know, should you just cross yeah. it off the list? Cause it's expired DLC. Like it's an interesting topic. Oh yeah, uh, Mike just asked the question. Where do you sell your games, Figzy? So I sell ninety nine percent of my games on eBay under the Figzy Game Store. So if you want to check out what I got on there right now, I got about a thousand PlayStation games in my collection on there. So yeah, um, you got to learn how to regulate the FOMO, and you got to realize that yeah. these companies are trying to manipulate you, and you got to know what things are actually rare and are going to be hard to get and what things 
are artificially making you think that because there's a lot of there's yeah. lots of things that are marketed as rare and hard and they're going to be collectible yeah. not. and it's 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 the stuff that ends up being the hardest to find and the rarest to find is just always the obscure weird crap that nobody even knew about at the time yeah that that's the stuff it's the in five years from now someone's like hey did you realize this game got released in this region and it yeah. has this weird thing and everyone goes no and then and then everyone wants this thing and now there's like no one can find it there's only like 10 yep. 15 of them those are the ones that end up being hard to get hey yeah, you're 100 yeah. spot on it comes down to a few things i watch a um a guy that's like a um accountant a business analyst but he goes in depth and talking about the collecting scene and things like this so for something to become collectible it needs a thing called organic collectability now when a company like limited run games release something and release it as hey this game's got a thousand copies that completely takes away the organic collectability because they're selling it as a collectible item for an yeah. item to become collectible it it can't be sold like that it has to become collectible like and if you look back at all the real expensive rare games they were never sold as mm-hmm. we're trying to sell this to be a rare game look at stadium events yeah that's rare because it didn't sell it, it's expensive because it didn't sell that that's yeah. organic collectability snowboard these games limited run that are sold at a thousand copies okay there will be a few yeah. because they're good games but yeah none of them are going to turn out to be the next stadium events or anything because of yeah. how they were sold and you know there will be ps4 games that will be way more expensive than any limited run limited rare game and they'll be retail releases they would have slipped under the radar like yep. joe said probably just in one region it's probably an absolutely amazing game that everyone who's buying it wants to play it not just yep. own it and there'll only be a few copies out there and it might be because the developer didn't have much money and that's all they could afford it's not going to yep. be because the developer wanted it to be rare and like yep. people have to realize that limited rare games is a perfect example like they make such a joke out of this and you know be on with the joke it's funny and uh, but realize that they're taking advantage of people too they just posted a tweet today that i wanted to talk about it was funny um that was like a time travel and he's like i've been to three hundred thousand universes and the guy's like which universe has got the most variants of Shantae? And he's like, this one. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah, that is funny, dude. You know, in, in regards sweet. to FOMO, that, that, that's the big reason why I don't support directly these big companies like uh, Limited Rare and Limited Run. I'd rather pay more for someone on eBay than give in to their whole thing of, oh, you got to get this from us. You got to do this from us. It's going to be rare, impossible to find. With very few exceptions, you can find them for either right at retail or like five or six bucks high. I yeah, think I the think coolest stuff they're doing is their merch lately, honestly. I think their shirts and their hats and shit are fire for the games. Like I like that. I I I'm kicking I'm still so mad I didn't get a Castlevania hat from them. But like I dropped so much I bought all four copies of that game. I was just yeah. a little tap for cash. I was like, ah, man, I don't know how, how much am I spending on Castlevania? <laughs> you know, we're talking about being responsible over here, and I'm over here buying four copies of the same game. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> man. We've all done it. We've all done it. You know, but hey, I like really like Castlevania. Yeah, it's like with me. I'm trying to get all the East games because I, I love that franchise. Everything released in the West. So you know, 
Yeah, you'll you'll end up getting the Japanese stuff too if you get really into it. Everybody does all the E stuff. Yeah, because like the E's games that came out in Japan have like really cool covers and really amazing artwork. And oh yeah, and then there's some really cool special edition one that came out in Japan too. Exactly. Yeah, there's some amazing stuff. So, um, yeah, that's a big announcement. E's tens uh, coming out in the fall. I'm very excited about that. I have the, the collector's edition. Um, eight and nine so i'm hoping they they do something for 10 but yeah i don't know if you guys have seen these i showed these off before yes but that's the ps5 version looks exactly like the ps4 version i like literally don't think you can tell them apart you, can, you can't anyway. tell like, i don't like that same as the vita version they're all yeah they yeah you can't tell but I've been, well, I've been told this is the PS5. Imagine I open it and it's not after all these years. Yeah, like I only want to sell the PS4 version. You can't tell which one's which. Yeah, and then I picked up the, the one for nine too. So, no, and I'm like, uh, you know me. I'm like, I am anti collector's edition. Yeah, I'm always like, don't get the collector's edition. I don't have the space. I don't have the room. That shit's stupid. But I do like ease. So, now they wouldn't pass my. Um... I'm, I'm sticking to my rules now. If it doesn't fit on a G2 size shelf and it doesn't have From Software in the title, I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame me, man. Did you forget yeah, the new Armored Core game they did? Uh, not yet. And because Armored Core isn't one of my favorite games, I'm just going to wait till it's on like the $20 shelf before I pick it up. Don't blame Which me. It because it's up to 40 game, recently. Yeah, so it's halfway then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will play it, though. I... I do love my from software. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Just be careful with the addiction, guys. I mean, there are people out there watching who probably should reevaluate what they're doing. And oh, we'd love to hear from you guys if you've had experiences mm-hmm. with video game addiction, whether it's playing video games or collecting video games. Um, let us know in the comments. Uh, let us know how you overcame them if you did. And, um, yeah, quite interesting to hear. It's a, it's an interesting topic that um, you know people might be addicted and not even acknowledge it or realize it yeah. and go on their whole lives like it, nuts. I it actually a, took me. Sorry, go ahead, Joe. No, I was no, I was just gonna I was gonna say I became a male prostitute for a copy of Superman sixty four. <laughs> um, it took me. I'm not kidding you guys. It took me until I got in these Facebook groups and um, being a lot more of a part of the online community to really realize how I had a hand in my stuff was see how much I was giving into FOMO or to see how much I was picking up. It, it, it really helped me in perspective seeing collectors saying, Oh, I want to get four variants of this just dance game. Cause I was going down that same path and I was looking at myself going, man, this is really what I want to do. You know? So, so no, being in the community can help with that as much as it can hurt. Now, you just made me think of something, AJ. And I think this is important for a lot of people. Well, I guess keep picking on just dance. You should never compare yourself to other collectors because you don't know other people's backgrounds. You don't know other people's financial backgrounds. You could be seeing someone pick up 10 games a week, but, you know, they're a multimillionaire and you're not even aware of that. And you're struggling to make means and trying to, like, impress some random person on the internet who doesn't care. It's like, you know, collect at your own pace. These games aren't going anywhere. They're going to be here in five years, 10 years' time. They might be five or ten dollars, twenty dollars, fifty dollars more expensive, but they're not going anywhere. Yeah. They're always going to be here. Yeah. So, yeah, just pace yourself. Like, if you make a big purchase, 
and you know you buy that game you really want and take a couple of weeks off before you make another one and things like that yeah um, it's important to, i think too don't be afraid to use so sorry go ahead no no you're right we'll finish um I was about to say another thing, really important thing too is if you got you know is to use trades. Like I, I can't emphasize that enough. When you're done with something, trade it or sell it. There's no point to keep a lot of this extra stuff. I cannot tell you if, if not for the fact I have traded in a lot of stuff, I wouldn't have half the good stuff I have now. Everything from like some of my holy grails I've only acquired because I traded someone a big stack of uh, you know fifty or sixty commas I didn't need anymore for one good game. And, and, and so just you know consider that instead of spending cash. Even doing that can be a big help. And just on what AJ just said, if you're buying games brand new and you're playing them, look to move them after you finish playing them because 90% of games, after you buy it day one, you play it for a couple of weeks, it's going to be worth a fraction of what it is and it's going to depreciate on your shelf. So after that one or two weeks is the best time you're ever going to have to either sell it or trade it. And you can go like, you can go and buy a brand new game and then just keep trading with mates for other brand new games. And so you only bought one game and played 10. If you have a good group of circle of mates, you could all do that. And, you know, I, I've, I, I used to share on the podcast, how I would buy brand new PS5 games. I would obviously hustle and try and get them for the best price, play them as fast as I could. And then I'd turn around and sell them on eBay as fast as I can. And I would played so many new IPs for five or $10 because that's how I did it. And, mm. you know, originally when I started collecting, I was buying brand new PS4 games for 90 bucks, 80 bucks. And I got plenty on the shelf that are worth $10 today. Yeah. And, you know, I realized I don't want to have that ever happen again. And you don't need to have that happen. You just have to be proactive. Uh, and it's not hard to sell stuff. Mm. You know, you might have to watch a couple of YouTube videos to learn how to do it. But yeah. All the information in the world is out there on YouTube. So, oh, definitely yeah. got no excuses. And that's kind of, if you have a nice collection of games and you have a backlog you can't finish, like you should really start reconsidering buying brand new games. Like, they're like, like you got to start wrapping your head around that, guys. Like, there's no reason to pay $70 for a game if you ain't playing it right away. Yep. Like, like yep. I, I know that feeling where you just want it because it's new and it's shiny and like whatever, but like, Try and not just to buy the physical them. version day one too. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and like a lot of these games are coming to Game Pass day one, and you can play them cheap. You don't have yeah. to buy them day one. If you really want to play, like, I'm gonna probably get you know Final Fantasy VII day one and play it because I'm gonna play it. I'm not. I'm gonna put all the other games on the back burner and I'm going to play that game because I'm excited about it. So there's nothing wrong with doing that if there's a game that you love or a series that you love and you're excited and yep. you have a passion and you're going to play it then sure that's fine but just you know if you're not if you're if you're like gonna play it and sock it on a shelf like fixie said where it's that's just gonna go down in value just yep. chill just chill just I, wait i have a confession to make and that's that uh, in regards to doing that i wasn't doing that until you know fairly recently i, I know i spent a guy had said this in most of my games idiot me forgot about my switch uh switch and portable shelf off to the, off the, to the side i have like 25 30 switch games i've not even opened the cellophane on it can be a problem you know like seriously yeah, so why so why do you need to get you know the the well switch games are different switch games don't go, get cheap yes yeah, the argument with switch <laughs> games is they still sell for what <laughs> that's true for. you buy that's I, true i can't, I can't yeah, make the same argument for switch games. if it's switch like games. assassin's creed on the switch then it's not so although there are right now there are six 
like first party titles on sale at VGP for forty bucks. They have like yeah. three Kirby games, a Mario game, you know. So you could get them for forty bucks occasionally. Six of them out of the fifteen thousand. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I don't know. Switch collecting, I I can't give you the same advice. Switch collecting yeah. is like either you can buy it for sixty, or you can wait and you can buy it for sixty, or you can wait a long time and buy it for a hundred. Yeah, that's another good point too, Joe. Another area for me that I suffer from with collecting was FOMO on prices. You know, I like a lot of niche games, you know, low like Javanese games, RPG, shmups, um, weird quirky stuff. And oftentimes they don't have very long print runs Mm -hmm. or the price of them will suddenly spike. So for a while there, I was buying a lot of stuff by NAS America, Atlas, small companies, ordering even limited run stuff off of eBay. And I was always afraid, oh, if I don't buy it now, it's going to go from 40 bucks to $100. So then with retro stuff, you know, I've seen games like the Silent Hill franchise skyrocket, and that scared me at one point. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I believe that, oh, if, I'd rather go ahead and pay for it for 50 bucks now, even if I don't have enough money to do that this month, than wait a year and pick it up for $200. Not realizing that, you know, in a year's time, I could be so much better off financially that it wouldn't matter, or I could save up more at that point to get, you know, and I would say when I was younger, I would say I did that probably for a good 70 or 80 games. So, you know, that, that can be a problem too. It, it adds so, up too. That turns the way, thousands of dollars. Yeah. The way, the way to, to, to beat that is you have to join the dark side guys and realize that emulation has its place and it is a good thing. So if you're feeling this desperate need that you have to get this game because it's getting really expensive and it's got just try play it, play the damn yeah. game, just download it and play it. And yep, then gonna, that, yeah. that feeling won't you won't feel so desperate. And that's and you know what will happen a lot is a lot of the times these games that are really expensive. They're not that as good as they you they people claim. Yep. they are. they're not Africa people is a great example. People. People attribute things being good because they're valuable and that's not true there are a lot of valuable games that aren't that great and if you play them they're not worth seven hundred dollars at all exactly they're not worth 500 at all now some of them are some of them are yeah but even then you can have that experience for practically free for nothing and still enjoy it so what i would suggest is if you if you really if you're feeling that play it on an emulator and then yeah. if you still feel that way, if you're like, I love that game, then then you should probably buy it. And maybe you should you should you should drop the dough and, and you should do that. But what I highly suggest is that on expensive games is what I do. And I, most people I know is that if like, let's say it's a, a, well, more than one hundred dollars or something like that, I don't, you define what expensive is to you. Those are the games you should trade for or you should sell stuff to get that money. So if you're like, I want this $200 Silent Hill game. I really loved it. I played it on an emulator. It's, I got to have it in my collection. That's when you go in and you find some commons and you sell. Not even not even if it's a $200 game, sell a hundred bucks. Get half the value and then throw it, you know, just make it, make it more reasonable and make it more comfortable and don't make it like a problem. Like you, you yeah. know, make it a, and, and, and plan it. Like, so like there are some expensive games that I want to buy and I'm like, I plan that shit. I'm like, I'm going to do this when I get my tax return, or I'm going to do this. I'm going to get it on my birthday. I'm going to buy one expensive PS one game for myself on my birthday. And then I don't feel bad. If I spent $150 on something, I really don't because I'm like, it's my birthday. 
I'm fucking get myself something I want, you know, and this is something I wanted for a while. And I made this decision and it wasn't compulsive. Like you shouldn't be compulsive or, or like, if you feel like you don't have like a, like a, a lack of self-control, you're just buying stuff compulsively. That's, that's a problem. Yeah. You know, what I mean? you know turn off the apps, delete that shit. <laughs> like get, like, you know, chop your Amazon card up for a while. Do what you got to do. Get, get, get off of the, get off of the, thing especially if you own a huge room full of games already yeah like you have no psychological or logical reason to be to doing yeah. it you have enough games to play forever so i, I have oh, one rule up the, um you brought up expensive games joe that um made me think of games like kuon is a really good example for this or mm -hmm. box pokemon games for example so a lot of people want these games in their collection i'm on I'm probably the same. You guys are probably all the same. We all love all the old original box Pokemon games or Kuon or Ruler Rose. But I look at these type of games like almost like gold or silver or jewelry or like, you know, collectibles that people have for a rainy day. That's this type of thing. Because the average person who gets into collecting will go for this type of stuff. And if you look on eBay from 2010 to today, there wouldn't have been a month where these games weren't on eBay. They're always on there, always for that price because you got a lot of people who just have them for that rainy day. When they need that 500 bucks, they put their mm -hmm. coupon on their Pokemon Crystal on eBay and sell them. There's plenty yep. of games that are, are genuinely rare and expensive that, like, you know, you see it for sale and it's the only one that sells for years. I'm not talking about those games. I'm talking about the games that everyone knows are expensive. You know, Godzilla is another one, for example. Symphony yeah. of the Night. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like Billion of them out there. Exactly. There's a billion of them out there. Everyone knows they're expensive. They sell, you know, a hundred of them selling a week on eBay. These yeah. are the things that, you know, I don't break the bank over them. They're always going to be there. You can go into game shops and trade for them because most yep. retro game shops will have each of these games in their stores. And yeah, those are the ones that, you know, do you really need them today or can you wait for them? And you can't. And then there's, there's games on the other hand that don't show up and things like that. And I'm not going to say that for those games because... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah there's, there's the opposite of it where different. there's games that if you see them in the for sale, you better buy them. Yeah, exactly. Because you won't see them ever again. It's like yeah. if I'm... You know, if somebody down the street is a Tron Bond and it's reasonable, just go get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it ain't gonna I had an experience yesterday, actually. Yeah, I don't know. I had a friend from India message me with a copy of RA1. And in oh, the last dang. nine months, I've had probably a dozen people all message me for this game. And it's the first time it's shown up. So it's like, all right, I, I got lots of people that are after it. I've sent a couple of PMs and looks like it's all gone already. So actually, if anyone wants a copy of a manual, send me a message because I might be able to hook you up with one. <laughs> oh, no, you should have told me that, Figley. <laughs> but I, I have like another rule, too. Oh, perfect example, Alice. Perfect example. The Barbie game on a 3DS is yep. going to be a game that people will buy when they've got a lot of money and they want a collectible. Mm -hmm. And down the line, when they need a lot of money, that'll be the first thing to go. Because yep. it doesn't make sense for a lot of people to own a game that's worth thousands of dollars. It makes yep. more sense to, you know, fix the car or fix the bathroom up or, you know, buy stuff you actually want or buy the kids Christmas presents, etc. Yeah, and you can, if you really want that game, you can get it on the DS for 10 bucks. <laughs> it's not the actual game that people want, which is an interesting yep. thing to think of, right? Like there's a ten dollar version and a four thousand dollar version, and they're exactly the same. Yeah, so Stadium is the same. 
that people are paying for. It's the scarcity. Yep. And you got to ask why, what do you, why do you want it? Why do yeah. you want this game? Or is it because, you know, if, like, like I said, there are games that I get, most games I get to play and there are right. games I get to collect. So I do get that, but you got to yeah. ask yourself, are you compulsively doing that? Um, do you really need to do that? If you're going for a full set, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I just get it. Sometimes you just, you have to pay what, you know, it is what it is. You have to pay for games you don't want. Yeah. I went through it with the PSVR. I understand. But if you're just like, I don't know, you see it in a store and you, you know, you feel compulsive, get, you know, just yeah. to have it, just to show it off or something. That's eh, not the right reason. Yeah. I wouldn't do that, especially now. Like, one thing is like, somebody somebody out there has a better collection always so who, who are you trying to impress like what exactly. why are you collecting what's the point of it is it to impress other people is it to have something that makes you happy for exactly. me it's it's this stuff makes me happy i come in and yeah. i see it and i'm like oh i love these games god damn i love that game i love that game exactly. i love this game i love that game that's that's why i have it yeah. and like i honestly when I, I when people meet me i'm like almost like i don't even want to mention it that i have yeah i don't even want it because it makes me look crazy to most it does. people yeah. so i it's not even something i i don't flex on people about yeah. this at all it's joe if, I, if you're into it if you're into collecting sure yeah yeah, but yeah. i can't check yeah. this out but if you're not i'm not bringing it up you know, i have a funny <laughs> story about about getting into a collection so um as I, about how they're or how the, how the public sees it um mm. so recently due to life events i don't want to get into that but i had to move in with someone else um me and my partner, we, we, we moved back in with our family, you know, nothing's wrong with us. We're all fine. But mm. the awkward moment comes into play when I'm moving, I'm packing. Why there's so many, why there's so many video games, you know? Um, oh, well, you know, I, I collect, what do you really need two, three, 400 games? And I was like, well, no, but it makes me happy. And these, these, these guys are, you know, seven, 60s, 70s. Mm. And they look like I'm, like I'm, like I'm bat, you know, like <laughs> I'm batting insane. And I'm, I was trying to downsize some, and I was about to go to the game store, and I had a big tote of games, and they go like, "Give me all your games!" I'm like, nah, not even a little bit. And they just I know that's, this, just, that's exactly. What? I did the same thing. I brought this huge yeah. box, and I looked yeah. at it like, doesn't even look like I need yeah, tiny as exactly, <laughs> exactly. But they give me this look like I am, I am mentally unwell. And I, my partner eventually told me that. But later on, they go. He has a problem. He needs mental help. <laughs> right. Not knowing the concept. Like, if you're not a collector, you see that, you know, you see people even with 200 games. And it looks insane. It looks absolutely preposterous. There's no reason for 200 games. Most people have a PlayStation, like, 10, maybe 20 games. That's, like, the most uh, people have. I I have, uh, the la you know, I, I always look for guests for the show. Yeah. So I spend hours like combing through YouTube, looking up new channels, looking up new creators, trying to find people I think would be cool. And mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many people's like, let me show you my collection. Mm -hmm. And it's like 30 games. 40. Yeah. That's yeah. what that that's what most normal human beings consider a collection. Exactly. Like 30 or 40 <laughs> games. And I'm over here. I have like, I don't know. God, maybe like four. I probably have close to five hundred Switch games, and if you ask me if I collect a Switch, I'm like, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Okay, I, well, I have some games. I, I casually, I mean, I buy some yeah. now and then, but I'm, I'm not, not really into it. Yeah, I'm not a Switch collector <laughs> at all. I mean, I yeah. have, some, I have some games, and but then I show if I show people, they'll be like, "What the fuck? That's a re that's insane." <laughs> I'm like, "No, it isn't." And, I, and that's right. also 
that's also, I guess, um, doing this show for as long as I have has really changed my perspective on things. It's almost like, like I, I say to my girlfriend all the time, I'm like, I don't have a problem. Did you see that last guy? <laughs> right. <laughs> like it's 15 variants and just dance. Exactly. You think <laughs> I'm crazy. That dude had like freaking uh, three garages, true things, blah, blah, blah. He said he was yeah. telling his kidney to get a freaking copy of Dragon Ball or something. I don't even. AJ, your uh, story where you moved in with you, um, back into your parents reminded me of this video I just watched where it was the complete opposite. So it was a, it was like a generation, like a new kid. It was like a 17 year old girl. Yeah. And it was a TikTok and she put all her mum's CD collection on the table and she's like, why do you have all these CDs? Look, <laughs> I've got them all on my phone, every <laughs> single one. And they're trying to get the mum to sell her CD collection. She's like, but yeah. this is my favorite CD from 1989 and I went to this concert. And I, this is my, I just want to look at them all. Yeah. yeah. Like, the kid couldn't understand no. why the mum wanted this collection. And I'm watching yeah. the video cringing, like, no, the mum's right. You're yeah, exactly. Wrong. Exactly. Yeah. You know, collect, yeah. collectors are not, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Joe. Go ahead. No, you're not. No, no, you go, go. Collectors, man, you know, they're not, they don't just happen. Like, you, you, you kind of have that bug. And, and people either do or don't. And it, it is really interesting if you're, like, my partner's not a collector either. She's a very casual gamer, which isn't a problem. But you know, she she'll, she she wouldn't even touch a copy of like, you know, uh, something like Lunar. But she'll play Just Dance, which is great for her. It's, it's fun, you know. But it's interesting, you know, it's interesting the dichotomy with collectors. Uh, collectors, they're, they're, they don't they don't just happen. You know, you're either born into it or you're not. And I, there's not much overlap. You don't just kind of create one. If that makes any sense? Yeah, yeah, so, I agree. I, I collected things as a kid, even. Yeah. Even things that didn't have a monetary value. Like yeah. when I was a little kid, I used to walk into shops and always take a business card. And I had like 400 business cards. And I used to go through and like sort them in alphabetical order. And yeah, had exactly. A card collection. And exactly. I, I just did that as a kid, you know, because I, I like doing that. And I always had a lot of video games as a kid because I always like tried to get more. And that, that yeah. was my, I want to get as many as I can. As yeah. many as I can. And if, you know, if, if I got the chance to go to a garage sale and get a cheap one, I would. And, you know, one of my favorite games as a kid, I got for a dollar at the markets. And that's a fun memory of mine. And it was on, I don't even think it was a real disc. I think it was like a burnt copy of the yeah. real case or anything. And actually, as a kid, I thought it was a PS1 game because it was in like a CD case. Mm -hmm. But later as an adult, when I went to rebuy it, I found out it was a PS2 game. <laughs> so one of the things you said that I thought was really fascinating too about that story is like the, when the mom was talking about her CDs, she was saying like, no, this is the CD I bought in 1998. And I remember going to this concert and I remember, yeah. doing this. I don't think people understand the kids that, that, you know, like collecting physical objects is like sometimes a direct connection to the past. And it's a way to directly connect yourself to a fond memory. Yeah. So like, like there are games that I own from my childhood that aren't even good games, but I want them in my collection because I remember those fond memories of playing those games. And I remember that fun time I had with yep. my friends, or I remember that fun time I had with my father or my brothers, or there's a memory attached to that game and to that experience that yep. owning that thing is a way to like directly take me there, take yep. me back. And like, and I, in a way that like, I can't, I, 
I can't I can't describe this to people. It's like yeah. these those PlayStation magazines I've been collecting, I've been talking about looking through these things. Like these things are a time portal. Like, yeah, like, they are like gosh, dude. Like, I don't know. They they hit me in the feels. And, yeah, and like, you know, sorry. no sorry. way your iPod's gonna do that. Yeah, it just does it doesn't your digital library just it just it doesn't. You know, that's another interesting aspect about collecting that can be addicting is that nostalgia. You know, especially if like we have very positive memories of the of, of things as a kid. Um, as adults, we can get hooked to that because you don't have that same feeling of just coming home and popping in a game, whether it be something like an Atari game or even something as new as, let's say, God of War uh, 3 or God of War Ragnarok even. If you're a kid growing up, that feeling coming home from school or having a very important moment in your life it could be being in high school and you remember when you were, or, or you remember, oh, the same day I went out with my partner for the first time, I bought this game when I got home. Um, just having these positive memories as an adult, you don't, you don't get those in the same way. When you, you know, when you become an adult, you have responsibilities, jobs, you know, you just can't go back in time that way. And so the nostalgia of, oh, I remember when I bought Silent Hill and I played that as a little kid with my dad or whenever I got the SpongeBob game or whatever else it could be that can be so addicting that you want to recreate that with new experiences and that can make you lose track of what, you know, what, what's going on as well. You know, with that as well, AJ, I like, um, so I, I went back and bought my childhood collection, right. And I feel like yeah. every game that I played as a kid, I do own today, but so it, it took all starts me years for to get that list together. Like I yeah. didn't just remember every game I played. If Joe asked me, what are your favorite games? I could list off 20, 30, 40, maybe 100 games. But then I'll turn around and look through my collection. I'll be like, oh, I forgot this one. Oh, that one too. And yeah. oh, this one. And like, I love relating that to music is I loved music in the 2000s. I, like, I was so into music. And I've forgotten so many bands that I grew up with because I don't have the CDs anymore. Yeah. And it's not until like someone shows me their playlist, I'm like, oh, that. Like Joe was wearing an In Flames shirt the other day, and I remembered yeah. In Flames. I've forgotten about this band for fifteen years, and suddenly they're on my playlist again. But there's so, so many music artists I've just forgotten yeah. about because I've moved on to that digital world. Yeah. But video game collecting, I, I can always look at my collection and have that. Oh, I remember that, and yeah, yeah, I might want to play it again. But just knowing that I had a good time with those games is a special feeling to me, and okay. I think that's what like that mum wanted to recreate with her cds is yeah you know she might not ever listen to them again but she might know what to listen to on her iphone look at her cd collection and be like that's what i want to listen to today. exactly and start playing it on her iphone yep yeah cds sound better than digital music just so you guys know i got a cd in my car still hey dude cds <laughs> on a nice stereo are going to sound infinitely better I, than your stupid shitty compressed mp3 i man. would even argue better than vinyl if done right of course yeah. vinyl is absolutely not there's they they have um they had these cds they were called like super cds or super audio cds that yeah yeah those are actually like the best quality like music you can buy because it's all about frequencies yeah the frequency range on those yeah. is insane it's like negative a million hertz to like yeah. positive a billion hertz did you so, like, launch? Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. There'll be um my what my point is like on like if on certain CDs like that, 
if you have that super expanded like uh, range and you put on headphones, you will literally hear things that you have never heard before. In song. Yeah. You'll be like, there's a clarinet in this song. What the <laughs> hell? Right. What the hell? <laughs> You'll hear shit you have never heard before in the music because yeah. you, won't, you won't see it. Did you know yeah. the PS3 launch model? Better the 60 gig? That's better, yeah. It actually, the, the launch model PS3 could actually play those. Yeah. yeah that's I, cool. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, Sony were like the PS One and the PS Two were great. The PS Three can do everything. It had like fifteen Dude, memory card it, slots and freaking. It was it's a great. It's a great Blu-ray player. Even this very day, the yeah. PS Three, in my opinion, is one of the best Blu-ray players. Yeah. It's, oh well, that's what it was sold for at the time. The same with the PS Two, like, and the PS One. PS One at the time was a CD player. The PS Two mm-hmm. got sold as a DVD player. PS3, Everybody's first DVD player. Blu-ray. It's so such a good marketing strategy that they did for three generations. Oh yeah, the PS2 was like ninety percent of us as first DVD player. Like, oh, it was mine. Everybody, because it was back then. Like I think it was like two hundred bucks for the PS2, and yeah. to buy a DVD player was like two fifty, three hundred. Mm-hmm. So That's it was hard. like guys, this is no brainer. It's like why would you know? You could, first yeah. of all, none of us had that money. And so, if you for two hundred, if you get something that plays PlayStation Two games, PlayStation One games, and DVDs, hell yeah, that was oh yeah, oh, that was the best. I remember That's how... owning a PS One, and yeah. it would have been like April or something. We got the PS One, and then that Christmas we got the PS Two because obviously my it just made sense to my parents. You know, oh, yeah. looking into DVDs, yeah, they're cheaper at the video shop, mm-hmm. and all oh, this systems only what two three hundred bucks, and yeah, you know, it makes sense to buy one. It's not yeah. like the whole family can't use it because they can. That's how many people my here, mom uh, buy one? How many people here watched Lord of the Rings fifty thousand times on their PS2? <laughs> <Harry Potter. laughs> Lord yeah. of the Rings, dude! I watched so many times. So my, my mom and dad, they they were bad about buying burn copies of DVDs. You know, back before pirating was like easily accessible. So I remember I talked them into buying a PS2 just so we could watch you know new movies. I remember we had a collection. 100 plus like illegally burned copies of these games back, uh, not games but uh, movies back in the day ps2 for years with our family's dvd player i don't tell you how many times i heard my dad aj unplug your ps2 bring it in the living room <laughs> we're watching movies so i got something funny to show you guys uh so i remember back in the day where tomb raider first came out there was rumors going around that there was a cheat code that could get lara croft naked yeah Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, this was from a magazine. So it was a magazine ad for the Explorer Cheater. And basically they said that if you buy this $200 device and type in this code that's like 400 digits wrong, the cheat works. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I'm sure they sold hundreds of those devices just from that one ad. <laughs> I have it. I have one of those cheats for PS1. I don't know if it's that one or Game Shark, though. <laughs> uh, people are apparently really enjoying the Lara Croft um, remaster experience. That's so pretty cool to hear. Yeah, hopefully it gets a physical release, the bastards. Yeah. Um, they, they, when they originally announced it, they said that they were you know, planning on a physical. And they were even like listings on all these websites you can buy, and they're all gone. That sucks. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm not gonna purchase that right away. I'm not letting the FOMO get me. I'm going yeah. to wait and see if a physical comes out, and then I will buy the physical. And you know what? I probably won't even buy it when it first comes out. I'll probably wait till it's on sale. 
that's how I roll. Um, there's no rush, which is, but this is, this is also why I'm like a huge, like, uh, I'm really against the all digital future, man. Because yeah. The way I like to do things, I won't be able to. Like somebody showed me the other day that if you want to buy Forspoken uh, in Australia, it's digitally, it's 120 Australian still. If you want to buy Forspoken, That's crazy. You can buy a physical copy in the US for like $19.99. No, if I want to buy Baldur's <laughs> Gate, it's like $200 because I got to import a copy from overseas. And like, I want Baldur's Gate free, but yeah. I'm not paying $200 for a physical copy. Like, that's just ridiculous. Especially when, you know, it's like probably 10 gigs are on the disc and it's already 70 gig download. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What the hell's hey, um, I read a very interesting YouTube comment on one of my um, videos the other day about the future with that type of stuff. And he brought up GTA 5, uh, GTA 6, and I 100% agree with the comment. He said, I think GTA 6 will have a physical disc. It won't be when the game comes out. The game will come out digitally. They'll get everyone to buy it digitally. And six mm. months later, they'll put out a physical and all those collectors will double dip. And I I'm, I probably will. And he's spot yeah. on. So, yeah. you know, that I'm way they get that. what they want and they get double the money and can see that happening. So Yeah, but I have like literally zero desire to buy these games that are like a tenth of the game is on the disc. Like I don't yeah. see that as a physical game anymore. Like I, I've yeah. tried to explain this. Like I, my my PS5 collection is very small because I can't justify ninety percent of the games that are released on it. I there's like I don't want this. There's no, it's not on there. It's a waste yeah. of my time. Yeah, um, even a lot of the PS4 stuff's like that. Like, exactly. I, I can't remember the last time I played a PS4 game where there wasn't an update or there wasn't a patch and the game just worked. Yeah. Switch games, yeah, plenty of my Switch games. You put them in, they just start working. No downloads needed, nothing. PS4, it's like oh, this one too. Oh, this one too. Mm -hmm. This one as well. That's probably why I mostly migrated from the PS4 and fight to the Switch. You know, yep. that's why I still think PS1 and PS2 are like the most desirable to collect because yeah. they're just all on the discs. I, they're just I, I'd argue PS, I'd argue PS3, but only if you're not counting like the biggies like Skyrim. And then PS3 have the thing where they use Blu-rays, so we don't have to have worry about disc rot and things like that, which, which isn't really a thing, but in 30 years it might be more of a thing, you know, where yeah. we've never heard of disc rot with Blu-rays. Yeah. Uh, in, in regards to Blu-rays, though, there is one thing, and that's the, the, data la the data layer on those is very fragile. So if you have, like, one of those jerks who takes his disc and, like, puts, you know, label site up on a tabletop, I've seen loads of PS3 games that have scrapes where the data layer is completely gone because of that kind of thing. I used to have a copy of Spider-Man Web of Shadows. And I would say one-fourth of the play service was just gone. The, the artwork was flaked off because of that exact issue. So Blu-rays do have their own issues for sure. I hate when people like have stacks of PS3 games and they're just all stacked together. It's like, why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So hey I guess we had a, like a vile um, quiz. Yeah. Would you like to play the Figsy quiz? Let's sure. do it. Let's do it. Oh, God. Well, this might be the last podcast, guys, because this quiz is a little bit raunchy. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> Before we get cancelled, let's get into chat's question for the week. So, chat, here is your question for the week. Need you guys to name the full video game title. <laughs> what? I don't know, but I wish we could combine all of these things into one movie. <laughs> I mean, they did for a video game, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, let's get into the quiz. So, Pavel made this one. <laughs> the next quiz, I'm going to get you guys. I don't even want to say it. I'm going to get you guys to name the 30 most searched Pornhub video games in 2023. So what, what was that one more time? You guys are going to be naming the 30 most searched Pornhub video games in 2023. According to a graph that developed for me. So okay. what I'm going to do is because it might be a little bit tricky. Is I'm going to show you guys. Oh, no. What up? I'm going to show you guys the letters of them all. And as you get one right, I will type the name in. Uh, let me just put it. All right. So how it's going to work is you will be taking turns. You each have five strikes. Uh, we've included franchises as one game. So you don't have to name Call of Duty 3, 4, 5. It's just Call of Duty. Um, and yes, yeah, let's get into right. it. AJ, would you like to go first? Sure. I still um, get what we're doing. I'm supposed to be guessing. You I'm guessing video games letters. people are looking up on Pornhub. Well, people are looking up on Pornhub video games. So just... I'm not seeing any letters. You said they give us the letters, or oh, okay. Let me make it bigger. Sorry. Oh shit. Oh okay. I still can barely see him, but uh, that's okay. All right. And yeah, it's pretty much every letter, but once we get yeah. into it, it'll really All right. Um, I, I guess my guess would probably be Super Mario Brothers. Um, I'll give you a point because Super Mario is on the list. I mean, considering there's, considering there's an unofficial... You know, uh, never mind. All right. Cool. All right, Jay, you're up. So I know Overwatch was a quite a popular thing on Pornhub for a while. Overwatch is on the list. So why do some of them have parentheses? Does that mean like that's uh, so the parenthesis is the letter R? So there's only one for R. Okay, so there isn't another one. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I got you. All right. Um. Sardia. Mm. Um bunch of freaks. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. G is there an this is like the seventieth quiz, right? Um, <laughs> to get the barrel for ideas at this point. I wonder how Grand Theft Auto Pavel came across this list. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I've seen I've seen similar things on Twitter and stuff. Grand Theft Auto is not on the list. Oh, the first strike, Joe. Uh, you sick people. 
Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's so many funny things I want to say. I don't know. I just what 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 would people actually be looking up? Um, I would say uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat on the list. There's a lot of hot babes in Mortal Kombat. I'd look up. Let's go. Joe takes another point. Hey, Joe, uh, you're up. Uh, I don't know why, but I'm doing Crash Bandicoot. Slam. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot is not on the list. You're, AJ, just, you're into the weird shit. Dude. AJ, it's not even on the list. He's like, <laughs> what? It's my favorite. He wants to see the, the ooga ooga. <laughs> it shows up every time I'm on the hub. <laughs> Uh, Dead or Alive has to be on there. Dead or Alive, got mm, yeah. That, that game practically is porn. Dead or Alive is not on the list. Really? I will just remind you guys: this is the thirty most popular. So they might be popular, like because it's sexy. But these are the most popular games. So you're gonna see more popular stuff than Rich yeah. Gage. Mm. AJ, gosh, um, um. Let's see. My face is pale because I got two white screens next to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess if I had to guess, probably Call of Duty. Call of Duty's on there. I what? don't know who's going like, up. But people Royce reporting for duty. <laughs> <laughs> Price and soap. Let's drop right. a payload, hey eh, boys? <laughs> 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 Mission fail. We'll get him next time. <laughs> All right. I know this is disgusting, but I'm going to say Sonic the Hedgehog because people are fucking. Oh, uh, I should have thought of that one. I should have thought of that one. Be on there. Yeah. Sonic is not on the list. What? Get out of here. Dude, that does not feel right. Like, I. I mean, it does feel right. I didn't want it on there. <laughs> Dude, I, what I mean is, like, I, I bet Sonic stuff is everywhere. Freaks out there. I Dude, mean, seriously. The, yeah. The, the, the Sonic chew. <laughs> All right. I, I'm glad, in a way, I'm kind of glad I'm not trying to have my finger on the pulse of the. And, and again, I remind yeah. you, more popular IPs are the ones that are on the list. So. Hmm. Sonic's popular, bitch. Yeah, well, yeah right. <laughs> Not on Pornhub. <laughs> Gotta go fast. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for like the short section, it would have been on there. Yeah. That's not a chili yeah. dog. AJ, you're up. All right. Um, hmm. Dude, I, I know so little about this kind of thing. Um, I guess for L, Last of Us. Last of Us is not on the list. No, oh, okay. Three stacks. Joe, you're up. I gotta say, there's gotta be if if the freaks ain't looking up Sonic, they gotta be looking up Pokemon, baby. Oh, Come on. Who's not on the list, of course. Just because of the what's her name? What's her name alone? Man, Mindy, Mandy, what's her name? I can't remember the girl. Misty, name. right? Misty, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was like the beginning of like ninety percent of people's hentai addictions <laughs> in the world. So. All right, AJ, yeah. you're up. 
Gotta catch them um, all. <laughs> Pokemon. Uh, let's see. Um, can, can I cheat and say it's an IP so that's not video games, but has lots of video games in it? Yeah. I mean, you can, but okay. it might be on the list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You say whatever you want. That mean we're giving you a point. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just already running out of ones to yeah, think of. Fun the movies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Golden Knight counts, but no, in all seriousness, um, hmm. God of War. God of War is on the list. <laughs> Goth of War. <laughs> Alright guys, um, so we're now leveled at three apiece. AJ's got three strikes, Joe's got two. Joe, you're up. I got I would got I'd have to think Tomb Raiders on there. What, I mean, Dude, I was just about to say I was just about to say that. Yeah. I mean I would like your boobs gotta be on there. Tomb Raiders on the list. Nice, nice. Uh, let's see. Joe takes the lead. AJ, you're let's up. Go. Hmm. Ah, hang on, is there? Is there? Okay, Minecraft. I don't know why, <laughs> but Minecraft. On the list. <laughs> <laughs> what? People are weird, bro. Why? What the <laughs> At least you're thinking about the right games oh, now, dude. Jay I'm Rob. a little. I'm a little morbidly curious what the fuck Minecraft porn is. I'll be honest with you, Leo. Do you build like a contraption? Or is it like like the uh, the little green dudes fucking? Like I don't even know. Oh, called, wow. Hey, they're called creepers for a reason. Sense, right? But Minecraft yeah, uh, yeah. Fuck? But guys, they're called um, creepers for a reason. Obviously. <laughs> That's funny. Can you scroll up a little bit. Can I look at some of the other letters? Can we look look up a little bit? We've got a bunch of A's, C's, a bunch of A's. Um, o B and A. Um, hmm, bunch of C's. F. Final Fantasy. Is that what you said? Final Fantasy. F. Final Fantasy's on the list. Because I I'd look up Tifa. Personally, I would actually watch that. <laughs> actually, that's one of the things I got to say about that. Final Fantasy sixteen. There's like a character named Bern Benedicta. Like whoever designed her, well done. Well done. <laughs> I was a fan. I was a huge <laughs> fan of Benedicta. Like legitimately, I'm like, I think I have a crush on a video game character. I don't think this just happened to me since I was 10 years old. <laughs> Bitch is freaking hot. So anyway. All right, AJ, you're up. Maybe Joe's uh, up this stuff, guys. My guess I mean, is I, I mean, I'm going to be the one after the show looking up some of this. <laughs> Sorry, what was your answer? Sorry, what'd you say? Uh, you good. Assassin's Creed. That's a good one. Assassin's Creed is not on the list. Oh, that was right. a good one. I Dude, that's surprising. All right, I'm going to be weird. Now, I'm now just to remind you guys, this list is from 2023 only. Okay. There wasn't a new Assassin's Creed game in 2023. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, these are just games that came out in 2023? No, no, no. This is just from 2023. So if a game wasn't popular in 2023, it's probably not going to be on there. Okay, whatever. I don't give a shit. I'm saying D's Donkey Kong. 
is not Donkey Kong. <laughs> it should be. All right, AJ, I just want to remind you that if you get another strike, you will be out. Oh, right. shit. So think about it. AJ has never lost a quiz before. No, I lost one once. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, there goes that suspense. Was it a loss? Never, never mind. How about you're undefeated? Oh, well. Um, my guess is Fortnite. Good guess. Fortnite is correct, of course. It's a good one. Biggest game in the world. Of course, it's going to be on the list. Don't know why I thought I didn't think of that one earlier. The scores are tied at five apiece. Joe, you're up. Missy. Solid Snake. Extra solid. Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Let's go. No whammies. Metal Gear Solid is not the third M game that's and you'll, you'll understand why when you see the other one. So. I'm sure. I just. All right, AJ, you're up. All right. Um, Could you go to the bottom of the list real quick? Okay. Uh, let's see. So. I guess. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say Apex Legends. I have no idea. I know that's a very popular game series. Apex Legends is on the list. Nice job. I'm going to say... You're up, Joe. I'm going to say Resident Evil. Resident Evil is on the list. Nice. I would definitely look up Abel Wong. Yeah. The scores are tied at six apiece. Both opponents have no, got four is, strikes each. AJ, intense. you're up. This is intense. <laughs> this is the funniest quiz I've ever done, man. Right? I love <laughs> it. It's really good. This it is. is really good, dude. Like, it really I'm is. There, I'm really literally going around like, what would I jack off to? <laughs> 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 what kind of quiz is this? This is so <laughs> We know, now I well, and now I know he AJ picked Crash Bandicoot, so I'm like, what the? Fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like worse to pick one that's not on there because then you're yeah. It's like <laughs> I mean, Pikmin. Why? What the fuck, dude? <laughs> this is so funny. Oh man, this is uh, this is this is great. Um, oh, this is so funny. Think. What else can we oh. get here? Could you go back to the? Hmm. <laughs> I said Donkey Kong for the record, <laughs> <laughs> and Sonic. All right, Sonic was a, like an educated guest. Donkey Kong and was Pokemon. Now we know. Now we know where you Pokemon go, Joe. Was on there. <laughs> Pokemon was on there. I got a point for Pokemon. <laughs> Even still, though, you know, there's, there's a, weirdly a lot of you know animal creatures in there. Sure, hey, um, I said Misty, not freaking Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Pokemon's uh, not just on there; it was actually number three on the list. So. Yeah, see, <laughs> Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Um, I'm trying to think here. 
I will allow a pass at this point. You should have one pass each. All right. I think I'll take a pass for now. Oh, what the fuck? Now you're just giving <laughs> up passes? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with one I think that's... I'm going to go with Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda's on the list. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, hang on. Hang on. Did yeah. you count under Z or did you count under Z, T? Because I was I'm looking at Z. Legend. Zelda. That's how it uh, was. Well, darn. AJ, you're up. Um, no passes. Yeah, already. Uh, Unless you want to complain more, Joe, and we'll take that point back and go back to AJ. No! <laughs> <laughs> We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> no, I like the pass. It was a good idea after all. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. All right. I have um, really. I've never could, been wanted to see it. I'm going to pick. I'm probably going to get wrong this wrong, but uh, I'm going to go with, with the Soul series. So either Dark Souls or Demon Souls. Not on the list. All okay. right. Now, out oh. of the game. Joe. Yeah, that was fun. That, this is fun. Um, I was going to go for a D game, too. Now you made me forget what I was going to say. Fuck. Of course, you went for the D. Um. What was I just going to say? All right, well, let's move on to maybe not. Yeah. Uh, 2023. Um, is there G? I'm going to say Genshin Impact. Oh. Genshin Impact is on the list. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> a pervy game. Good for me. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> All right, Joe, AJ's out, so you're up. Um, um, shoot, man. Um, Resident Evil. I keep with none of the S's. We gotta think about S's for a second. What could be an S game? Smash Bros. Not on the list. Ah. And Joe is now out. So I can know the final score. AJ finished on six points, but today's winner out on eight points is Joe Rad. The perv, the perv master. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Joe, I'll, I'll let you have this win. You know, you You'll deserve be, this. Yes, yeah, honestly, you should be pr more proud you didn't win. <laughs> now, this might be fun or not, but I... Um, I have the answers, and I've got some photos. Oh, no. Oh, no. Really right, this is why we're getting banned. This is why we're getting banned. Uh, so here's the full list. Uh, Fortnite out on top, Overwatch. You guys missed Atomic Hearts. Oh. Uh, I, would, I would never have guessed that. League of Legends. Oh, GTA 5 Legends. What? I'm sorry, AJ. I ripped you off of a point. Well, then I uh, guess the tie. No, you lost. still lost by a point, though. You're two points behind. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Cyberpunk was on there. Sims 4, Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Why the hell did I think of Street Fighter? Which, uh, Dude, right? I, Sims. Sims. I knew it. I, <laughs> Splatoon, you disgusting. Oh my god, that's awful. That's, that's got to be nasty. <laughs> we had Among Us, Red Dead Redemption, Cuphead. I like it. Look, most of them are just the most god. popular games, but then some of them are kind of weird. Detroit becomes human really well. So I have checked all the photos out. Shouldn't get banned on YouTube for this, but... 
<laughs> Touch wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I think that is from Baldur's Gate, maybe. Atomic Heart? Baldur's Gate, maybe? No, Atomic Heart's like a Russian post-apocalypse. That's probably from Atomic Heart. They get the that Russian stars on their head. That looks good to me. That's a must. Uh, that's a must. Uh, looks sus. Looks sus. Cyberpunk. I'm guessing. Call it Judy. Scottfrazers.com. <laughs> that's just a good time right there. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. What the fuck? Oh my god. <laughs> That was the I'm gonna stop showing these. No, I'm <laughs> like the Witcher and things like. Yeah, that. that's fine. The Witcher's normal. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man, keep it going. These are great. Come on. The whole podcast with, 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 with these images the in the background. Yeah. yeah. Can I get the chat question. Um, I think somebody did. I think Mario Mario did. What's up in the back? I think. All right. Unless he was wrong. God, that was funny, dude. Oh, dude, that was one of the best questions Mario, ever. Did now chat's question. Well done, Mario. What was the answer? It was Akira Sake Bowl. Oh. So I knew there was a Akira game. Yeah. And thanks for playing, guys. That was fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was really fun. Really funny, man. Really funny. I love Akira. I just bought the 4K UHD. Dude, that movie was insanely uh, good. As well, but yeah, Mario was first in that one. Yep. Yep. And the answer uh, came from Twitch too, so they don't see each other's comments, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh would you like to Yeah, you guys got any um pickups to show off? Yeah. Mm, sure do. I haven't got many. I'm just going through my PS1 collection like I have been for the last few of shows. So today we're up to C. Or well, we're halfway through the C game, so let's continue where we left off. Uh, I think the last series I showed was Crash Bandicoot. So we move on to another platforming series, and that is the Croc uh, Legend of the Gobos. Um, for me, Croc wasn't as big as like Spyro or Crash or anything. It's still a pretty fun series on PS1. So love Croc. I'm I a Croc play that fan. series still. I'm Croc Stan. I love Croc. And of course, can't have Croc 1 without having Croc 2. I kind of... um. The way I collect is if a game has multiple games on the one system, I like to get them all, and that's how I like to collect myself. Oh, yeah. If there's three games, even if one of them's terrible, I'll get all three of them. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, next, we have Crusaders of Might and Magic. Blood I, Blood I didn't know they got a PS1. That's interesting. Is that, is that yeah, a I, mean, you know, I love the um, Heroes of Might and Magic series, so I kind of just picked this up. It, is it exclusive to uh you know pal possibly uh, worth looking into i i can't confirm because obviously i got no idea if there's an american copy or not the uh, next game is siberia and i believe this is like a spaceship kind of like mission game where you fly around the spaceship and destroy shit which was really big in the 90s, so there's plenty of those games on PS1. And they were kind of fun. Like, for me as a kid, this was the, like, the most sci-tech games out there, and I have, like, really fun memories of, like, 
seeing video games, but then seeing games like this and being like, oh, that's the future of gaming and that's so cool. And remember, oh, like, yeah. the, um, I remember being around the computer guy's shop and he's showing me this game that he's going to put on the PC. And when I got home, I tried to play it and my PC wasn't strong enough to run it. So I didn't get to like play it for like five years later. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> uh, next we have Cyber Tiger. A uh, bit of a fun golf game. That's got to be like pre... Aged really well. Like, well, no, I mean, that's before he actually got Tiger Woods Golf with EA. It must be like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been like 1999, 2000. He was still yeah. like world champion and stuff. Which are the only sports games I do collect. So, you know, I freaking love golf games. Love I like golf, golf games too. I fun. have... They I are have fun. Every, I have every Tiger game from PS1 to PS3. Nice. And they didn't come out on a PS4. There was only Rory. I Marvel. prefer everybody's golf to Tiger Woods. Nope. I mean, I like everybody's golf, but Tiger Woods golf is the balls, dude. You know, Joe, that, that begs the question, though, Joe. Do you have the very rare variant of uh, one of the Tiger Woods games that has a South Park uh, say, no. you know, short on it? I'm not doing no rare variants. So <laughs> do, do you know about that? Ver do you know about that story? No. One well, the developer like hit it in there and it didn't get. Yeah, 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 but like, there was there, there's a yeah basically when uh, South Park was like before a show, but it was in the early development phases. Someone at EA uh, got one of the shorts and actually put it on the disc for one of the early Tiger Woods games. That's pretty sick. All right, next one is a horror game. Don't have many horror games in my PS1 collection, mainly because I'd never owned any as a kid because I was a little kid on the PS1, and they're all like two, three hundred dollar games. So I'm not just going to like buy a couple hundred dollar game that I'm not nostalgic for or anything. I'm going to pick this one up cheap, and it is D. Nice. And it's one of the few games that has this um, big double pack, which is pretty cool. And I'm pretty sure it's a dual disc game. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, one disc there. That's a free disc. That's pretty cool. Interesting. I, I think the Saturn version of that game is like two discs. I have the Saturn copies on the PS1 version. I couldn't tell you much about it. I've never played it before, but I, I know it's getting up there in price. So I'm, I'm glad I picked this one up when I did. I think I got it for like $40 or something back in the day. Yeah, that's all I got today. We will move on with some more D games in the next episode. You want to go next, Joe? Or sure, yeah, I'll go next. <laughs> so I got, I got a lot of stuff actually. Um, first thing I picked up is I picked a Fire Emblem Conquest on the 3DS. Nice uh, sealed copy. Um, I had that in the collector's edition. I sold it because it was like $800 collector edition. And I'm like, it's not worth that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going after the collector's edition, but I did want to have all of the Fire Emblems on the 3DS. And I thought I did, but apparently I didn't have this one. So it's the last one I needed to complete the, um, the little Fire Emblem set here. Oh. Have you got the one from the collector's edition as well? These are the ones I have. So if I'm missing anything, you let me know. So the way it was sold, it, you could only get that game in the collector's edition. That's why. So then sold. I don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, like, no. Yeah. When I was selling it, people were messaging me privately, like offering me ridiculous amounts just for the game. I'm like, well, I don't want the box and the collector's edition because that's the reason I'm selling it. I'd rather just keep the game myself. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um. 
So yeah, I'm fine with that. I don't need no crazy. I'm not. I like Fire Emblem, but I'm not that into it. Those games actually piss me off because they have the permadeath, and uh, that's tough psychologically to deal with. That's what's kept me from getting to the series. You know, you know, you can. You know, I I literally would just like reset the fight every time I freaking lost somebody. Like I would not let people die. I would have to. I'd try try to beat the whole game without anybody dying, but. After a while, it just gets frustrating and it's not worth the effort. So, but anyway, I like those games. I was a huge Shining Force fan uh, when that came out on the Genesis. I freaking loved that game to death. So, Fire Emblem was kind of like the next best thing for me. Um, this is a uh, Trigger Heart Excel Excel Excelica. Nice. Um. Oh. Sorry, this was like a PS2 and Dreamcast shmup. It got released in Japan. I don't think it got a Western release. I could be wrong. Maybe it got a Dreamcast release in the West. I'm not sure, but I'm, I know it got released in Japan. Um, so this is the Japanese copy. Um, if you want an English copy, VG Plus has them for sale right now. Video Games Plus. They had like a special um, collector's edition 500 copies but that's sold out right now but they do have the standard edition if you want it and then i believe is it red art games uh i can't remember i I think it's red art games but i could be wrong but i think there's also a pal release for this too that you can get so i um no longer give a crap about i just want the game game if i can play it i can play it so i just got the japanese copy because that's in my hand i don't have to wait and i can play it and i'm cool with that and like yeah. i said i don't know i think i think having the japanese games on the shelf looks cool as shit oh yeah it's except what i need boards. except what i need to find a game oh I that's the word is it this one 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 is it, this one? Is it? Yeah. i have no idea i'm not learning <laughs> any of that that's all squiggly that's all squiggly nonsense to me um, so this one I picked up is on cheap. It was on sale this week for $19.99 on Amazon, and it's $19.99 at Best Buy. So is that a sequel of... to the um oh, what was that game? It's not a sequel to any game. Okay. It looks like the game. It looks like Hot Shot. Out... Yeah, it looks like Hotshot Racing or any of those yeah, like that's it. Those, those, uh, but it's not. This is its own game. It's Formula Retro Racing World Tour Special Edition. It's like they and... even use the same logo and colors on the front. Yeah, it's like um, that vintage, like almost like um, almost like Atari, I would say, uh, vibe aesthetically, like pole position or something like that. But people have compared it to like a, I guess, Sega GT or Daytona or something like that for the gameplay. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't popped it open, played it yet, but it looks fun. Um, I love uh, arcade racing games. I absolutely freaking love arcade racing games. Like I'm not into like super hard technical sim games that you actually have to like know how to drive. Not screw all that. But I do like arcade things where you can smash into the wall and flip people and shoot them off the track and jump over, go yeah. over jumps and shoot missiles and shit. Like I don't like realistic racing. I like goofy crap. But anyway, I'm a big fan of these games. And for 1999, I definitely want to play this. So that's Formula Retro Racing. Uh, this finally went on sale. I've been waiting to pick this up. And I finally did grab nice. Rhapsody Marl Kingdom Chronicles. This is a release of the second and third game in the series. First time it was released in the West with English. It's also available on the Switch. Dude, you know what kills me is there's no PS4 port of the first game. 
Correct. So the on the first game, the only way to purchase it is you can buy the PS1 game, which goes for like 80 to $120-ish, something like that, which I actually think I might pick the copy of that up because I don't own that on PS. I have like every other PS1 RPG. Might as well get that one too now that I own yeah. this. But if you want to, if you care, or if you don't care, um, this the first game did get released on the Switch yep. in a compilation. What's called the Prinny Classics. It got released with another game, uh, like on a compilation. Yep. And this did get released on the Switch too. This this right here. So you could get all three games on the Switch if you want to. There's also a DS port of uh, Rhapsody as well. Is that the same? Is that is that its own game or is that like a? Um, oh no no that's not what it was. There's a there's a the a, a tactics game on the PS2 called La Pucelle Tactics. Yeah, now that also got a port to the that's, Switch too. That's a that's a uh, spinoff of this game. Yeah, like a tactics game. Um, were, were you gonna say something else, I'm sorry? Oh no, I was saying that there's also a DS port of the first. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have never played that, but uh, dude, the DS. Um, got some badass rpgs dude like, dude right. and, and it's region free so it yeah, really yeah. does some cool stuff throughout the world like the, the yeah. ironic it's, it's ironic then that i can't see the ds won't have to play it so i might just start emulating a lot of that stuff because that's a system i slept on i didn't really collect for and now that yeah. i kind of looked into it oh fuck me dude like the dragon quest games are outrageous um but a lot of games got like a release on the ds that like only got released on the ds so There'll be like a lot of like games that you, they'll have a game in the series you'd never heard of, and that's because it was yeah. on the, like Valkyrie Profile has a game on the DS. Nina Cooney has a game on the DS. Correct, yeah. exactly. That's what I mean. There's a lot of us. There's a lot of uh, installments and franchises that I don't think a lot of people are aware of. And there's like there's not like a remake of a Final Fantasy game that's uh, 3D. It's a 3D. It's a 3D remake of one of the 2D ones, but it's only on the DS. Probably. That's I cool. don't know. Like I remember like Dragon. Well. I don't want to make any of those games more expensive. Let's not talk about those. <laughs> um, so Dragon I, in the name, guys. <laughs> yeah. I also got a hey, yeah, yeah. What's up, man? Smurfs Two: The Prisoner of the Green Stone. Oh, sounds fun. Uh, yeah, that's the sequel fun. to the other Smurf, like the Vileaf game or whatever. Yeah, or yeah. Um, they're fun. They're like little 3D action platformer games. Oh, I like really? They really did it. Oh, well then. Yeah, they're cute. They got good graphics. They look like fun. And I thought it was one of those. I thought it was one of the Kong's, you know, Kong kind of situations. No, it's like a 3D action, like collectathon type thing. That's cool. Um, it looks dope. Um, I'm glad to pick it up. So I have the Smurfs Vileaf, I have the Smurfs too, and I have the Smurf Kart Racings, and I have the Smurf Trifecta. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Apologies on uh, actually dissing. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to. My apologies there, man. No, you're good, man. Um, and then, God, I ordered this from PlayAsia. It took them forever to send this. I don't know why, but I finally got my Infinity Beautiful. Dragon Quest. Dude, that's awesome. Oh, it's Dragon Quest. Mm, yeah, so <laughs> this is a... Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Dragon Quest, this is a spin-off Dragon Quest game based off of the anime Infinity Strash. Uh, I think... Uh, who's talking about? It? I think Joel from Media Glitchers was talking about this the other day. I can't remember on this or what of his. I don't remember. Everything's a blur in my mind. Um, this is not available in the West. You can only get it um, from Asia and Japan. This is the Japanese copy. Um, it does have English, nice. um, but there is also a 
Asian region one that has English that's a little more expensive than this one. And I think it has like, you know, an English spine if you want a full English spine instead of a Japanese spine. Um, so, yeah, um, desk these games are dope. It's kind of expensive, though, for what it is. But, yeah, um, if you like Dragon Quest, I would get it. If you like action RPGs, I would get it. If you like to collect weird regional PlayStation 4 games, I would get it because it didn't get released in the West. It's a dope game. Um, so speaking of games that I just you want to wait and you just gotta wait and you just gotta wait and you just gotta wait, I finally picked up Dead Island 2. Nice day one edition. Nice. It hasn't right even now. been out a year yet, so you know you really don't have to wait that long. 30 bucks, $29.99. That's my that's my my price point for most of the games. Like this has been a $70 game for like a year and a half. It's been forever, dude. That's finally dropped down. Uh the PS2 copy. I'm sorry, PS2. The PS4 copy, the PS5 copy are both like 30 bucks, I think. Um all right now. And then they have probably have like collector's editions and other versions and stuff, but the day one edition for $29.99. Hell yeah. So I'm pretty excited to pick this up because like I said, there's no real rush for me to get it. I, I personally uh, was more of a dead um rising fan than Dead Island. I like both of those franchises. Oh, yeah, I, Dead Rising is so much fun. Dead Rising is a blast, and Dead Island was a blast. I love Dead Island. Um, all right, so my like big pickup for the week, which this is like, oh no, I gotta show this off too, right? Did I get this? No, that was from last time. All right, so this is like for me some like holy grail stuff. Like I have been after this for a really long time, and I gotta give a shout out to uh, Christian Sido who watches the show. Um, he hooked me up friend from germany to get this game i was having like a real hard time getting this but he finally helped me get a copy of silver chains on the ps4 very nice nice man so, so this is like uh like i said this is like holy grail type stuff for me like this is a ps4 horror game that only get released in germany so if you look in the back, it's all, you know, Willkommen in meiner Manor. You know, it's all in German. Silver Chains ist ein first-person order exploration spiel. I don't know speak German. Um, it plays in English, though. I don't know if it's a patch or if it's on the disc. I'm not sure, but I know it plays in English. Um, but, like, this game, uh, it only get released in Germany, and it's, like, never for sale on eBay. There's, like, one copy on eBay. It's, like, $150, the guy is asking for it. And it's just it's just impossible to get. If you try to look it up and buy it, there's, like, only sellers in Germany, and they don't sell them to Americans, and they won't ship them out of Germany. It's a pain in the ass. The only way I was able to get this is Christian. I uh, was watching the show and he, I've you know heard me crying and whining about it because I'm trying to get this game for so long, but I'm like I'm not paying $150. Like I'm not doing that. There's no way. When I know it's like it's still available in stores in Germany, like you could still yeah. get it. You know what I mean? There's no way. If this was like a game of 20 years, sure, whatever. But I knew this was available, and so basically, like he found a listing on Ger Amazon Germany, Germany's Amazon site or whatever. And he let me put his address in so I could buy it and ship it to his address. And then I shipped him the paid him the money and had to mail it to my house in America. So that's how hard it was for me to get this stupid game. And uh, but I got to say, dude, I am so grateful. Thank you so much for helping me. I can't say that enough, dude. Like, I Thank really, this is nice. Yeah, maybe that before. He's really awesome. And he's also this, part of the community. And he's also a YouTube channel, guys. I'll, um, I'll put the link below so you guys can it's check It's good. It 
it's good too. He's got like amazing um like quality, like his camera quality and his editing and everything is like really good. He's also very knowledgeable. He knows a lot about um subsets and stuff like that. Like uh, he had made a video about the let's sing. Yeah, I'll um, just about games. to uh, bring that up quickly so you guys can see it. I'll play yeah. it for like ten seconds so you guys can get an idea of what type of content he puts out. Yeah, if you like this really podcast, cool. you're gonna like this type of content because it's very similar. Yeah, exactly. And collectors, my name is Chris. Welcome to PlayStation. We got a jacket. The thing is fire. Yeah, it's that really jacket. cool. That jacket's fire, bro. So cool. I don't. Can you guys hear that when I played it? Can yeah, you guys yeah. Hear Today we will talk about the PlayStation Sync series and songs included. On the first view, it seems there's only a little difference. Yeah, so he's going. There are also included two separate micro. Um, he's been contacting me about information, so he's going to be doing series on different PS3 sets and other PS4 sets, and yeah, some really mm. cool content. So cool. be sure to um, drop him a sub size. Mm. He's only got 18 subs. I know there's 20 of you watching, so we can double that number right now. Yeah, and it's like you know, if you're really into collecting and you like um, the hobby, it's I'm always looking for people who have good information and are passionate, who are like you know worth listening to, and he's he's definitely yeah. somebody worth listening to. You'll learn a lot, so I would definitely check out his content. And again, thank you so much. And not only did that, did he he send me one? <laughs> I got a couple, got some trade bait, son. I'll be hooking up a couple people that I know nice. after this. So I know some people who already want these, so I'm going to probably have them in my possession shortly. And not only that, but just because the dude's a bro, this was literally for no reason, just for fun, because he's like surprises. He's a cool dude. He threw this in, too. Ooh, oh, nice. That's 16. That's cool. He brought me yeah, like, like a pack or something. Yeah, it's like a Final Fantasy 16 promo pack. That's and cool. I got to say, I, you know, I, I like Final Fantasy 16 overall. I got some complaints about it. I got some gripes. But one of them is not the artwork. I love the artwork, dude. Like, can we get, let me get the full screen back going. Yeah, dude. Like, dude, this is freaking badass, bro. Like, yeah, I love that nice. they did, like, the black and red color scheme, which is always badass. You can never go wrong with black and red. It just looks so sick, dude. And you know what's so funny is when I started the game, um, Joe Shield got the hookup. That's right. Um, this, um, like, I, I was like, I thought the main character like was kind of like like a wuss. I was like, why well, this guy looks so wussy? What the heck? But it's because he was like a teenager, and then he grows up, and he turns out to be this huge badass dude. I was like, oh, all right, all right. the same as fifteen. Really, <laughs> I played through the demo in fifteen when he's like a kid, and I'm like, is that going to be the main protagonist? And it's just a tutorial. <laughs> Hell yeah. So he said that too. Pretty awesome. And then uh, can I just, uh, randomly, I got some movies. I'm just going to show off real quick. So this is actually my favorite pickup. If you're like an old weirdo, you might know what this is. Does anyone know what this movie is? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I would not expect you to know what this is. This is Disney's Flight of the Navigator. Um. This is a movie I used to watch all the time when I was a little kid. And it's Joe, like, uh, what's up? Sorry. Like this? Dude, I've not seen that movie in like 15 years. That unlocked a core memory I forgot about. Yeah. It's, um, I haven't seen it in a long time. And I'm, I, I, I remember loving it and I want to watch it again. I haven't seen it in maybe over a decade, but 
Just remember, it's like a fun little sci-fi movie where this kid finds an alien spaceship and the alien, which is this robot thing, this thing right here, it's voiced by Pee Wee Herman. So that <laughs> that alone is worth the uh, worth the price of admission. I like I love Pee Wee Herman. I thought he was amazing. And uh, yeah, I don't know. And I guess these are kind of this is part of like some Disney movie club. I guess these are kind of collectible, I suppose. Like you had to be part of this club to get these like they weren't available in like regular stores or some shit like that. I don't know a lot about it. Maybe someone can tell me I'm wrong. I have no idea. But either way, I'm pretty happy to get that. Nice. Oh, um, sorry, do you, do you mind if I uh, ask you a question about, about a movie real quick, Joe? Yes, sir. You like, sorry, in regards to Disney films, have you ever seen an old 70s era Disney flick? No one remembers. It's called The Cat from Outer Space. I don't remember that one. Dude, it is, it, it's not good, but it's enjoyable. It's about, a cat, it's about this alien named Jake who takes the form of a cat. And it's basically about, you know, him trying to talk to this, I believe he's a military dude, into getting his UFO back into space and taking him back to his home planet. It is all sorts of absurd. I'll check it out. I'm down with that. I, there's a lot of, like, weird Disney movies that are kind of obscure out there like that. The one that I really want um, is The Black Cauldron. Have you ever seen that one? No, I've not seen that one. So The Black Cauldron was, like, a Disney movie. that I think it was either the 70s or the 80s it came out. I think it was the 80s. And it was like a, it was kind of like a more like a fantasy based one, um, like like swords and sorcery type thing. Yeah. But it got like banned because it had like a scene in it that kids thought was scary. So it has some like monsters or something, and then a lot of kids complained that it was scary. So it's like, then like they don't show it off, and it's like one of those like taboo Disney flicks they don't really talk about anymore. But uh, yeah. it's called The Black Cauldron, and I loved it when I was a little kid, so I've been getting to get that. But uh, again, I haven't seen it since I was nine, so I have no idea if it's actually good. I know, I know this movie's good. I've seen it since I was a kid. I just haven't seen it in a while, but it's dope. It's like that. that you watched it as a little kid. Was it good, or were you just a little kid watching things? Exactly. Well, you know, it, it's hundred percent true. Andy sent me a message the other night, hmm. and he's like, um, he's got a little kid. He's like three years old, and he's like, my son wouldn't go to sleep. He just wanted to watch YouTube. And he sent me the video he got him to watch. It was paint drying. And he was happy to watch paint drying. See, he didn't know what he wanted. He just knew he wanted to watch something. <laughs> and he's like, he was asleep in five minutes at work and job. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Um, this, uh, oh, wow, this is actually more damaged than I thought. I should probably return this now that I look at it. The whole plastic's peeling off of it. Anyway, I ordered, I got um, this too. The Adventures of Briscoe yeah, County Jr. Oh, nice. You have any idea what this is? No. Okay. Is that on so, <laughs> Uh This is DVD. It's not Blu-ray. It's not 4K. This is a DVD because it's like that old and nobody nobody buys this shit. So basically, this is uh, Bruce Campbell from Evil Dead. I'm assuming you guys are, seen, are familiar with Evil Dead and Army. Yeah. It's like my yeah. favorite thing in the world. Yeah, this I... was This was like a television series he did in the 90s and it's a uh southern sci-fi like western adventure i have don't really know how to describe it like he's a cowboy but he it's like he's like after like these like alien artifacts or some shit or like orbs or something like that i honestly don't really remember it that well other than uh it's hilarious and it's got bruce campbell in it so that's really all that matters but i think i'm gonna return it because i just realized i didn't even notice this but like now that i like opened it like this is all fucking Oh, oh. I, 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 didn't, I didn't notice this until right now. 
So I think I'm actually going to have to return this. It's not the seal. That's the actual, yeah. Yeah, that's all fucked up. So I that's have to go back. And then real quick, I'm not going to talk about these much, but I did pick up the two Hellboys too. Nice. These are on sale for super cheap, and I like these movies, even though Ron Perlman is a stupid human piece of garbage. I can't go wrong with a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray, you know? Yeah, and those movies are dope. So, oh, we did. We both did it, Figzy. <laughs> All right. Um, before I go into my pickups, can I actually show something that? Well, two things for my collection. I really uh, have wanted to show for a little while. Yeah, man. All right. So, did, was it? I can't remember. Figzy, Figzy Joe, did I ever show you guys the uh, autograph Final Fantasy game that I have? Possibly. We see so much stuff on here that, that we won't remember until we see it. Okay. Um, do you do you mind if I go grab that real quick? No. All right. Give me one second here. Not a problem. I love the California flag. I mean, I've been learning on my U.S. flags, Jeff. <laughs> Half yeah, of them are better than me. They look the same. <laughs> Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I'm not good with that stuff. I'm not good at like capitals or either. I'm not right. I think US is tough for capitals because the state capitals aren't like the biggest city. Like some Yeah, that's the thing. Like, you would think it would Exactly. You think it would be like, you know, this this you know, New York, New York's the capital, but it's like not right. Capital New York's like the motherfucking place. <laughs> Something. Yeah, I I don't even know. All right. Buffalo or Rochester or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So when, whenever when the PS5 was sorry, I mean to cut you off. Apologies. Um, when the PS5 just come out, a uh, my sister she works at a, she went to a uh, she volunteered at a convention, and um, the dude who played Barrett on Final Fantasy VII Remake was there, and uh, the you know the volunteers were able to get free autographs. I don't have anything I want to get signed. Do you? So, I got a copy of Final Fantasy VII signed by the guy who that's plays awesome. Barrett. Nice, that's awesome. That's badass, dude. And I'm surprised at how much this game's going for on eBay. I don't think I've seen that or not. This is like a, I was just like going to say, that oh, game's yeah. already worth a lot of money, just the yeah. game. So, I just thought that was a really cool thing. And the other, really th the other cool thing in my collection I've really wanted to show for a while. I to give me one, just one second here. It's PS2. Yeah, it's PS2 game. One of my holy grails I bought a while back, but Xenosaga Three. Nice. What I find really cool about this copy is someone cared enough about this game back in the day to keep its original receipt, and it, they bought it like the second or third day the game came out. That's always cool, dude. I'm not saying that's just day where they're like. Like hundred and twenty dollars for a new game. It's like, oh my god, I forgot yeah. my things used to be. I, I think this guy paid like forty four bucks at GameStop from a you know with a coupon. So, but that was super cool. Now onto the pickups. I'll show the big stuff first, and then the normal games. First, Fixie, you might like this one. Picked up the Buzz World game with the buzzers. Nice. Fox is a bit banged up, but it's actually so much fun to play with the buzzers. Yeah. That's the funniest thing. I actually didn't buy this for the collection where I just moved in to, you know, the whole uh, place with my, uh, my partner and their parent, grandparents and stuff. They don't like video games, but, um, they like trivia. 
So I figured, well, this was on sale at a local shop for like 30, 40 bucks. So I was like, yeah, why not? So, and we actually, yeah, we do what? Sorry, go ahead. I love party games like that trivia. Yeah, like, yeah. I usually always pick up like the Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy that come out every time there's a system because like those are fun. Yeah. Like, I want to be a millionaire. Like I'm going to pick that up for PS5. Dude, they played fun. it. They played it so much. Like me, as a, yeah, we play, they were playing it so much with their grandkids that like I was debating on buying them a freaking PS3 just to, just so I wouldn't to keep bringing mine <laughs> over. Yeah. Oh, and I picked up oh, nice, this, dude. the Project nice Diva product. controller. I don't know. Yeah. Is it in shot? Oh yeah. So very happy to have that. And this yeah, thing, I I, do what, Joe? I have that one too. Yeah. All right. So one more big, like you know, size sizable item. I bought this a while back. A PC Engine Duo. Nice. This thing's that. been this thing's been region mod. Uh, sorry, not region modded, but recapped and RGB modded. Badass. Uh, now like the white one too. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Now on uh, onto the games. So should I show the PS3 stuff first or the other stuff first? Because I I got a lot of PS3 at this time. Oh, whatever you have desires. All right, I guess I'll go PS3 first. So I already had a copy of this, but my copy was all sorts of screwed up. So I went ahead and bought this upgrade only because it was on, uh, only because how cheap it was. Picked up Web of Shadows. Nice. Picked up the ES. Uh, I picked up a PAL copy there. The Spanish, I think it's Spanish artwork here. Mm -hmm. And the price I paid for it, oh, you can see that or not, 50 bucks. I was yeah, astonished. These worth double that. So yeah. This was in the, I wasn't going to pick this up, but whenever Spec Ops, whenever it went up in price, uh, the, I, I was being a filthy reseller and I bought all three copies the store had. <laughs> and um, this was here and it had been there for months. I was like, you know, when I saw these spec ops, I didn't sell them for their were. I think I sold them for like 35, 40 each. But um, whenever they, this is for months. I said, well, you know what? My copy of spec ops I'm selling is going to cover for this. So I went ahead and got that as an upgrade. And you sell the other one? Um, I already, yeah, I already sold that one too. So yeah. um, a local game shop, I, I showed them the condition issues and they popped it in and play, it played. So they're like, well, we're going to give you, you know, like they gave me 60 bucks for it. That's right. So. Um, I, I think for 50 bucks, I can't complain on that one. Now, moving on to the next one, this one's sealed, which it bums me out because the disc is rattling, unfortunately. Say, say a Sanctuary Battle. This is the Region 3 copy, which is a bit odd. You can pop those discs back in. There's some really good YouTube guides on how to do it. I know. I, I'm just too paranoid. I, I'm just too paranoid, you know? Um, so next PS3 thing we picked up here. This was on my want list for ages, and not because it was expensive, just I never saw it locally. And that is the 2K games, the Rogues and Outlaws collection. Yeah, nice. And um, I just love the case. I saw it on eBay for like 25 bucks, so I had to pull well, the trigger got, there. With the, the spec ops, the line on Yeah, Yeah, exactly, I, exactly. So. Worth it. I didn't realize that. Yeah, you're right. It's the spec yeah. Ops yeah, yeah nice. so... So then I sold my original copy. So I think I sold like four spec ops the lines this month. <laughs> I don't normally resell, but sometimes, I, you know, if I can, I will. Um, yeah, I have that game. Yeah. I picked up uh, Vampire Rain, Altered Species. And unfortunately, I bought this from eBay knowing that there's, there's a sticker here, but I thought it was not stuck to the artwork itself. But. Yeah, they always do that, those stupid GameStop. Yeah. Giving it a try to take it off. 
Not it'll, yet. I'm it, gonna... It'll tear it. Don't do yeah. it. Well, how? But, well, because they're older now. What I'll do is I'll take them out. Yeah. I'll spread the artwork flat, and sometimes they're that old that the sticker just pops out because the glue is like completely gone at this point. Then I'll try it. But I mean, aside from that, this is like a, this is like a beautiful condition cop, and uh, it even comes with the poster. Oh, nice. Which, nice. That's cool. A lovely okay. game, that one. Like, um, the case and the manual and the artwork's really nice on it. Yeah. Um, so I've been getting a lot more into survival, survival horror recently, so I picked up uh, Operation Raccoon City. Nice one. And I picked up another PS3 heavy hitter here. One, uh, Star Wars The Forced Unleashed Ultimate Sith Edition. The Steelbook version. Lovely condition. Cool. To yeah, and, and it has the Darth Maul with a graph thing. This one, I it sucks that I rebuy this. My last copy I bought years ago for like ten bucks at a GameStop, but unfortunately, it, it, it unfortunately when I to play it recently, it was dead. So I had to rebuy it. Oh, that's not. 3D Game Heroes. This is better condition than one I used to have. So, you know, and uh, picked up a common, but one I didn't have yet, which was weird. Diablo three. Nice. So I'm trying to get every piece pick up because it's got all yeah. the DLC and everything included. Yeah. And then I picked up two these last two PS3 pickups. They were some of my want lists for ages. I mean, absolute ages. So I'll show you the lesser of the two. I mean, in, in regards to how much I wanted them. The first one was Little Gear Solid Legacy Collection. Nice. I kept telling myself, it's on sale for 30 bucks. I'll buy it when it's 25. Never happened. And it shot up. <laughs> But a buddy of mine sold me his entire game collection, and uh, this was one of those. So, I just want to add with that, uh, some of the games are download codes. So yeah, it's uh, first. The, I think it's the first one in VR missions, right? Yeah. Um, for them to access them, you go on the disc, and they don't say that they're on the disc, and then you yeah. find the games on there. And <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a mess there, but um, and then the the PS3 game. So happy to finally get a copy of the Sky Triple Play Collection. Nice. This has eluded me since I started getting into PS3 collecting in like 2017, 2018. Wow, I'm surprised by that. It's a it's a common PAL game, or at least it's it it's not in the states. I, I I mean, I saw one of these new at GameStop when it first came out. I'll, I'll wait, and I just never saw it again. Now moving on, should I do the non-PlayStation stuff next? Yeah, I think I'll, uh, I think I'll do some more. Non I think I'll change up and do some non-PlayStation. So I bought the PC Engine, and with that, I needed some games to go with it. So I'll show off what I got. I'll show off the non-CD-ROM games first. But I got um, first one I got here was a pack-in with the machine, and that was just a tennis game. I don't know the name of it. And then I got Herodius. Nice. Hell yeah, dude. And my partner bought this one in a, in a multi-tap to play together. Oh, Bomberman. So much fun. Oh, yeah. I just play them back on the Game Boy. Such good games. Oh, they are, man. They are. Um, and then I picked up, I'll show one last. Picked up, um, got this really good deal. But the Steel, the Turbo Graphics. Nice one. This is a Working Designs Tattoo RPG. And uh, this is really hard to find in any condition. I bought this for a deep discount because it was scratched a heck and back, and it didn't work. So I got a partial refund, and I think it came out to like seventy bucks with the partial refund. Spent two bucks to get a re refurbishment done, and it works like a charm now. So 
It's very hard to have that. Is you can buy a broken game and fix yeah. it. It's like I just got a I mean, fifty dollar discount and fixed it for free. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think one of those condition doesn't have a manual, unfortunately, but I'm I'm trying to piece it together. Even one of those conditions, like a hundred twenty to a like hundred and fifty. So next up, we've got this is a reproduction, but it's a really good one. Facet Amore, I think that's how you pronounce that. The reproduction is actually on a press disc, so really cool. Um, now, a Holy Grail game for me was also crossed off, and that is Fantastic Night Dreams Cotton. Nice. It was a PS4 and Switch port, but the reason I wanted this one was because the music is different, and not only is the music different, but so too is the uh, so too is some of the graphics and gameplay. So, can never have too many Cotton games in the collection. Oh no, no, for sure. I, I love Cotton. One of my favorite series. No, onto some Vita stuff. It's surprised to me that strictly limited, like, um, haven't sold out at all their cotton stuff. Yeah, um, I'm not surprised because the amount of like uh, people that have had bad experiences for strictly limited and aren't buying from them ever again is just ridiculously high at this point. Yeah, dude, I looked the other day and they have like, I think it's like thirteen or fourteen orders or something for me. They have that's shipped. crazy. If you go on the yeah. Twitter, it's just people that aren't happy. Yeah. Well, it's gotten to, if they're getting to the first press, like it's once you start, like it's been almost two years since you ordered something and they haven't shipped. Like that's when people start to get really angry. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. And they came out with a statement saying Look, everything's coming soon. Blah, blah, blah. Look, at this point, you need to give people the game. Sorry. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah they're, they're they and they're they they like they're, they're it's their own fault i'll be honest with you because they published some stinkers yeah like, there, was a, there was a there was a few there was a while there where like i even like said something on their twitter i'm just like why are these games so terrible like why are you putting out such terrible games like these are like really niche indie games that i'm like dude like i don't know anybody who would buy these what are you thinking just yeah. freaking put out shmups in arcade games, for God's sake. <laughs> just making exactly. people are buying them, we'll just keep printing money. And these games if will be work. like 99 cents on Steam, you know. That's what I'm saying. Well, like, did yeah. it work if people aren't ordering their good games now? Exactly. A new company right. could come out with, you know, cotton games and sell out. Oh, no yeah. This shit company. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll never spend another cent for them again. So I don't feel that way yet. But yeah, like, I'm like I'm not ordering any new products until I get what I'm owed. Let's put it that way. They've reached the point. That's the point I've got. Yeah, like like no, no, no more money until I get what I what I've already given them. Yeah. I also picked up uh, oh, Revelations nice. Persona. Ooh, nice. That's a really nice copy too. Unfortunately, yeah, you, know, you say that, but how's there a crack on the back? No, no manual. Ah, oh, whatever, bro. Well, hello, <laughs> Mister Fancy Pants. I mean, not that it would be cheap to replace the manual, but that at least is possible. That yeah, case, getting those getting those those double cases in nice shape—that's really the hard. hard. Part, yeah, it is. It yeah. is, especially if they're official too. Like, I think this one's official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's official. But, that's really cool, man. Thank you. Um, also picked up another. But keep in mind, this isn't just one month. It, it's you know several months between where I've been yeah. on. So, mm-hmm. but Silent Hill Origins. Nice. Fifteen bucks. Nice no, job. no, 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 no. This was a case swap. <laughs> I was hanging around to taking out the sticker yet. <laughs> I wish it was 15 bucks. Um, 
So I'm going for the full Vita set. So I got some more of those. I got. Uh, I'm mainly going for the U.S. releases. That's my big thing. But I do occasionally get imports. So I grabbed the English copy of J Star's Victory, and the rest of these are all ESRBs or limited run. So I got Sold Soldner X2. I'm sorry if I can't pronounce that right, but there we go. Yeah, I've never been quite just sure how to say that. Soldner. Yeah, and, <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, and this is the limited run release as opposed to the Play Asia release. There you go. I also grabbed the Zero Time Dilemma. Which one do I have? Now I'm curious. I had that Vita game I sold at one point. And um, I grabbed this one is Bit. See, Bit represents Runner 2. Oh, I have a I have a hole punched limited run. I just realized for that Saldner game. Yeah. Oh, nice. I grabbed Grand Kingdom. That was that limited run. No, this was an IS America. Oh, okay. I was gonna say that got a retail release over here. And the last one I got, I, I love my fan service anime weeb games. So, got uh, Valkyrie Drive. Nice. Well, Vader's the perfect system for that genre you know oh yeah for sure i, I have all the certain congress and stuff this one we want to check out for a while so glad to add that so that that's all my pickups so nice awesome. dude good stuff brother thank you the persona was fireman that's expensive yeah, well, that yeah. like 300 bucks dude th thankfully i traded a bunch of ps4 stuff for it because uh i i i, 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 got, I got out of ps4 and 5 for the most part because my darn mm. ps5 kept scratching up discs two of them about two of them, and it's still doing that. So, yeah. That's well, been a really fun episode, guys. Um, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they dark start. They had a funny quiz. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Some awesome pickups. Uh, thanks again for coming on the show, AJ. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll definitely see you on here again in the future. Uh, guys, we've got, I mean, we've got the next eight shows all booked out already. So, lots and lots of really exciting guests all coming on the podcast soon. Uh, Clean will be on this Sunday, so stay tuned for Clean. And then I believe every guest after that is going to be a new guest to the podcast. So it should be really exciting. Yeah, it should be pretty awesome. Yeah, there's gonna there's a lot of really cool guests coming up. So it should be a fun uh, next few uh, month or two. And then again, yeah, if you are interested in coming on the show, uh, you can always reach out to me or Figsy on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter wherever you want to reach us and we can try to book you in. Uh, in it's looking season. like April at this point for new guests. So just keep that in mind, but yeah, we'll always, if people want to reach out, we'll always get you in at some point. We do two mm -hmm. shows a week, 52 weeks a year. <laughs> <laughs> We're up to yeah. like 130 or something at this point. So we're going to keep, to keep the numbers rolling. It's a lot of fun. Thanks to you guys for watching. Um, I'll send everyone on Twitch over for a raid and everyone on YouTube. Thanks for watching and we'll see you guys in the next one. Hey everybody.
Ladies, I'm gonna show you.